This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 143 of the Podcast of Terror production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. Corey will be here shortly. Uh, this week we have Greg Chilton. He's the host of the Ritual Madness podcast out of Minneapolis. Also the vocalist for a band called Outside the Murder. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was out, out there a couple weeks back. Uh, so we talked about having him on. So here we are. Uh, we're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And uh, I'm going to try really hard to actually talk about the movie this time. You're all white. <laughs> that yeah, it's very presumptuous, man. No, that's that's true. I guess it's it is is like race, like gender. Can you just like feel like I don't? I feel like I'm a different ethnicity today. Is that uh, Rachel Jones all says uh, that did not work out for for her? Was that the white girl who was got her? She got tan. She tanned up and then uh, and then did her hair all kinky. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, right? yeah. Was she the head of the NAACP? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic for her. She she did something that no other white person could ever do. Well, I mean, that's in C. Thomas Howell. I'm really <laughs> proud of myself for not spitting that everywhere when I was drinking. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Right. Looks frothy. Yeah, no, there's, there's a guy. A on the bottom. I don't remember what country he's in, but there's a guy who's like, I don't feel like I'm 68 uh i don't look like i'm 68 i'm in too good a health so i want you to officially change my age to 48 or 45 or something but how wouldn't you have to like justify like a a change in time to make it be that you've only existed for 48 years instead of 68 it it, it's he's being an asshole i mean obviously but he's there's (laughs) i mean i guess even to say like well i don't feel like a man or i don't feel like a woman you can still, not today. yeah, not today. But it's like you can prove one way or the other that you are a man or a woman. Same with you can prove how old you are. So fuck that. So guy. If, I, if I tuck it, if I tuck it back, and I feel like a woman today, and I would for our folk, yeah, as long as, of, as long as you play goodbye horses, you can do whatever you want. I, I just, I, I, it's a really weird thing because we're still working it out. We're still working out how society is supposed to handle this kind of stuff and it it sucks because there's all these people who are just waiting to live their lives and they've been waiting a long fucking time and so this is just like a little tiny bit of headway just the acknowledgement of hey i i am not the gender that was assigned to me and Corey likes to freeze out once in a while that's probably what's happening so cold. <laughs> it's his, his Michigan internet got tired. 
Uh, so while we wait for Corey to leave and come back, which he does pretty quickly, um, Greg. So, so basically, it's like Flint, Michigan. Does he live close to Flint? Instead of bad water, he's got bad internet connection. Um, don't drink the internet connection. I, I don't know how far away from Flint he is. He's he's like it, on the same latitude line, but on the other side of the state. I think. You know what? I wish there was a way that I could look this up. There is a way you can do. It. You can do it. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it real quick. Well, uh, while I'm doing this, uh, Greg, why don't you? You're the host of the Ritual Madness podcast. You're also the vocalist of a band called Outside the Murder. Yes, I, want, I am. I want you to talk about the things that you do. So, since this is your first time here, we're um, popping, popping your cherry, popping it in. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you use? Did you use lube, or did you spit on it? At no, least? I I go and dry all the time. The friction reminds me that I'm alive. So. <laughs> So why don't you uh, explain a little bit what your podcast is about? Also, Corey is two hours and 15 minutes away from Flint, Michigan. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've been doing the Ritual Madness podcast for December 13th will be seven years. It is basically a podcast Damn. that showcases um, showcases Minneapolis and well, the Twin Cities musical talents around here. A lot of metal stuff that I do. Uh, I do also like to interview anything that I think is cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, uh, photographers, artists, I mean, tattoo artists. Uh, people who own studios, uh, engineers, production people, what, what, whoever contacts me to do a podcast, I'll pretty much podcast with anyone. Um, I'm up to 194 episodes right now. Um, I was doing two a week when I first started. They're all like three hours long. It's super fun. That's what I people heard. Play a ton of music, and you know I'm a chucklehead, so I just constantly cut people off. ADHD type of style stuff. So um, I do that. I promote here um, at a place called Lee's Liquor Lounge in Minneapolis, a nice, cool little club. It, it reminds me of like a VFW, kind of something that I grew up, my mom doing pull tabs in a place like that. Oh, but it, it allows me to play metal, and uh, I've known the manager there for several years. So I've just been booking shows there for about two and a half years. Um, I also run uh, Ritual Stitches, which is a uh, it's an embroidery thing that I do. I do patches and and beanie hats and things like that. And then um, I've got, oh, dude, I do so much shit. I don't know what do you, what do you want me to tell you? I promote, I promote every every band in the Midwest that I can see. If they come near my area, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, if I see their flyer or their show, I try to promote it. Um, it it's just something that I've done for a really long time, kind of giving back to. All the bands that I've shared shows with, shared the stage with. Uh, I know the struggle being in a band for so many years. I've been playing in bands since I was 17 in December. I will be 46, so I've been doing it a long time. Jesus. Um, so I, I've had a chance to meet a lot of cool people. I've had some cool opportunities, toured a little bit, just had some fun. And the podcast, it kind of revolves around that whole thing. I really wanted to – I listened to a ton of podcasts, so I really wanted to give it a shot. Um really just uh you know love music and and, and want to talk about it all the time I, I like to talk about the uh the dynamics of the scene here in, in the twin cities or or around or whoever the guest is we try to talk about their stuff and you know where they came from it's 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 something i try to i i equate it to this um when you go to a show or you play a show you have a limited amount, amount of time depending on if you're in a band or playing that show that night you get to the show you play your show, you know what I mean? You're, you're setting your stuff up, getting everything ready to go. It's time, 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 crunch, 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 all the way till the end. And then the people who like your music, they, you know, they come up and they tell you or give you a hand job, whatever they need to do. And then it's like, 
that's it for the whole evening. You know what I mean? And even, you know, seeing somebody at another show, maybe you're not playing at, you never get a chance to sit down and actually have a talk with them. So having people come in for three hours, it's like, I want to know one of my main things is I like to find out what type of music your parents were listening to. What kind what kind of stuff inspired you to follow music? What got you into playing your instrument? What got you into pushing towards a, uh, a heavier style, uh, you know, a, primarily every band that I have talked to, um, you know, they go towards the heavier vein of stuff, be it hip hop or, or metal or whatever. It's more extreme than, than, than just the mainstream radio rock type of stuff. And I always want to know people's adventure. Like wh- which, which journey did you go? How did you find your way to this, you know, tech death or, you know, I mean, uh, just rock. I mean, anything that, that, that can cue the people who like your music, hip them to what inspired you to do what you do right now. That's what I want to know. So that's really what it is, is, is just, um, you know, finding out what people dig and what they're into and turn some people on to cool shit too, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's all, I mean, I've listened to a couple of your episodes, obviously the ones that I know the people that are on, um, yeah. obviously with a three hour time commitment, um, yeah. can't get them all in, but I do really enjoy your podcast, but I'm also <laughs> similar to you. Like uh, music's been such a huge part of my life that I, I just want to know more. You know, I like finding new bands and I like finding new people and, um, it's, it's a, a business that's laden with shit and shitty people. Yeah. yeah. Like, Tons. I don't know if I you've think, seen the recent story of that threaten <laughs> that Jared threatened guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what happened with that? <laughs> so like made thing, right? Yeah. He created a fake label, a fake, um, management page, bought likes on Facebook, bought YouTube views, and used everything to book a European tour, used his fake management to hire a band, and then, like, was lying about the ticket sales to shows in Europe. And, like, I was reading about it earlier today, and in and, and one show, uh, the, the you know, the event page on Facebook was like, hey, we have, you know, there was like 300 people said that they're going. He bought all 300 of those goings, you know, and, and they were like, we looked into it, and every one of those well, people... Possible. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Go figure. But he's like, every person going was from Brazil. Like, what are they going to be? Well, why would they be going to a show in Europe? Um, but there was like one show where one person paid to go. Wow. And then another show where the one person there was on the guest list of the opening band. Well, so- they probably couldn't go because it was fucking sold out. <laughs> <laughs> he bought. He filled. Up, he bought all his own tickets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all your own tickets but even like the dude it was um, i think the guitar player he wrote a big thing and he's like it was like the third day that we realized that this is just like a, a dream vacation for the guy like he wow. lied his way into a dream vacation and it's like how much money do you think he blew to make this happen because the couple shows that they had the venues made him go and take money out of an atm to pay for like the sound guy or pay for the you know the backline services for that night or whatever oh wow. yeah I'm like that's fucking insane so he um deactivated his facebook page i know that i don't and i think the band page is still active wow but it's like that dude that's unprecedented craziness right there man in in a life where the internet is like so prevalent and like how could you how could you get away with that yeah but he he didn't (laughs) no did either of you did either of you see that story about that fake restaurant that got to be the highest rated thing no Mm -mm. Michigan internet man 
Don't drink the Michigan internet. Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> I think his his internet service provider is like, oh, Sunday night, that guy's doing podcasts. You know, let's turn the fucking internet off on him. Right. There's going to be, uh, yeah, the rest of the block is, is slowed down. <laughs> just no one can watch Netflix in Corey's neighborhood because he's just taking it all. Taking all the bandwidth. Yeah. No, I have a problem with my fucking audio. It just clips out. Right. Like that. Yep, just like that. So you shouldn't put your dick in there. He's not even going to hear those gems. Um. So uh, before we go on to the next random topic, uh, what's like your horror background? My horror background. One of my, well, I don't Not know. prostitutes, movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love horror movies, man. I, I used to, well, I, I used to love horror movies a lot more than I do now, I guess. They're, they're, to me, I don't, you know, when, when you're younger, you used to jump and actually this shit scared you. Now yeah. I just laugh and I think it, you know, the brutality to me, my wife doesn't like to go to any type of movie that has brutality in it because I'm like, yeah, look at him get their head smashed in that kind of shit. I love that shit. I love it. I love seeing shit like that. So yeah, my wife doesn't, I mean, the saw franchise was like the last thing that we all went to and it was me hooting and hollering while everybody else is going <gasps> you know but I, I mean, you know i like i like all the old horror stuff i mean one of my first horror movies was was evil dead that was one of my first ones that i remember specifically i saw friday the 13th kind of in my peripheral as a kid my mom brought me to this uh to this big drive-in and we watched the warriors right mm-hmm. and to the left was uh Friday the 13th. I couldn't hear it, but I could see everything. So I'm like, what the fuck is that over there? You know what I mean? I must have been, you know, real young, eight, nine, ten, something like that. I don't know. Just, but, just uh, not even not even a hair on your nutsack. Not yet. Not yet. Nope. I wasn't combing them gray bad boys yet. But uh <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I I, I I do enjoy horror movies quite a bit. I mean, I it's few and far between nowadays because again, there, I just haven't found any good ones. Maybe I can ask you guys for suggestions on on good ones nowadays. But do you have children? Yes. Boy, girl, all girls. Uh, I always want to recommend Megan is missing, but oh. not maybe not if you have daughters. Why did you? Say, I just heard. Oh, uh, so it must be a good one. We we reviewed it. And it was one of the few movies that, you know, this is our 143rd episode. It was one of the few movies that I visibly got uncomfortable watching. No shit, huh? There's, so the basis of the, or the, the, the story is it's about a girl who meets someone on the internet and he abducts her. And it's like the last 20 minutes are like the camera that we found. And um, yeah, there's a rape scene. And oh, it's geez. super graphic. And, um, there's a moment where Megan just like, you can see her, she just gives up and she's just like, fuck, whatever, I'm done. And I was just like, oh no. And I was just, I got so uncomfortable. So it's, if you really want a movie that's going to make you uncomfortable um, and I'll stick with you, it's that movie. But if you have daughters, I don't have kids, so I don't know. So um, the guy who actually recommended it had daughters and he's like, I watched it and I had them watch it to like explain to him, like, this is what can happen. If you meet strangers on the internet, wow. Um, other, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's just fucked up. I guess the guy who wrote it, um, all is it the missing? Megan is missing. Yeah, M E A G G E N, or is it M E G G A N? The 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 name Megan is spelled a little funny, but uh, the guy who wrote it like took 
actual dialogue from teenage girls conversations because when I, I was like well, i'm like dude there's no fucking way these people talk like this and, and he's like this is exactly how girls talk wow and i'm like i'm not i'm the youngest here but i'm still old enough like a self like i got a cell phone when i could start to drive only because i could drive right like i was old enough where i didn't get one just to get one because all my friends had one like i was out of high school before everyone had a cell phone wow so yeah, so I like I didn't understand that that's what people talk like. And it's like I have friends like the same. Have you get are, are have you get that uh, that predator hunter cat that's on uh, on Facebook? No, there's a guy on Facebook that actually I I wonder if I can find it, but this guy does this on a regular basis. Their whole thing is finding you know guys in their 40s that are looking 40s, 50s, anything like that yeah. that are looking for underage kids, like and he Chris goes. Hansen? them and videotapes them and like did you know you're coming to meet a 15 year old girl blah 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 blah, or a 15 year old boy and they're like uh you got the wrong person you know that type of shit he's like you guys are you're the only dude in this park and when i pulled up you walked over to me you know like this guy gets him on camera live streams it on facebook and then calls him out and tells him to kick rocks it's pretty awesome huh did you ever watch to catch a predator when it was on tv oh yeah yeah okay it's very yeah I loved that show, by the way. But um, Predator Hunter USA—that's what it's called on Facebook. Fuck yeah, Predator Hunters USA. I like the dude's page. Um, he's from Force Lake, apparently. Oh, there's uh, a here, Predator Hunters here, Minnesota. Minnesota. What's that? There's a Predators Hunter Minnesota. Yep. Wow. Yeah, dude, these guys are awesome. This cat, uh, this cat does this every day. I've seen him done do it a million times, man. But you know, the problem is, is that. He can continue to do this. Yeah. Man. I feel bad for the, you know, I mean, I don't feel bad because they're getting popped. I mean, I'm glad that they are. Yeah. I'm 100% glad they're getting popped. But it's just like you are on video and they keep logs of everything. They give all of the chat room shit. They give it all to the cops. They give everything, man. It's just like you want to feel bad for them because they're just getting fucked. You know what I mean? Like they will, they, you're losing your, somebody sees you, brings it to your, employer you're dunsky bud you know yeah but you have to understand that you they know yeah. no yeah. adult male with uh, given extenuating circumstances but no adult males like yeah it's okay for a 35 year old to talk to a 13 year old right unless he's graphically on that 70s show <clears throat> oh what <laughs> uh I, i'm just saying that there's an actor from that 70s show who constantly seem to be dating girls who were between 15 and 17 and taking oh. their virginity and would be in all the teen Vogue mags about how cool he was and how great the relationships were and stuff. And then at, at one point, was he dating Demi Moore? No, not that cat. It, uh, oh. It's either Danny Masterson or uh, the Wilmer Valderrama, right? It's the, yeah, it's the vault. Oh, vault. okay. I know that Danny Masterson is a Scientologist. Yeah, he's got some crazy shit going on too, where he raped some chicks or something. Yeah, um, he one of the chicks that he raped was. Uh, let's 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 say allegedly. Just allegedly, okay. There's okay. been anything fair enough. Court yet, one but. of the girls that he allegedly raped was, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? He was the singer of Mars Volta and At the Driving. His wife. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, That's sketchy, dude. Yeah, I remember seeing it on the PRP at one point. Yeah, Cedric Bixler, uh, fucking Zavolda, uh, speaks out against Danny Masterson for allegedly raping his wife. He wrote a song about it. Damn. 
Yeah. I'd be, I'd be going to his house and stabbing him in the leg. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Cedric from At the Drive-In. No, he's a little bitty dude. Yeah, a lot of hair wears women's pants. Nice. So, I mean, when you, they were in Mars Volta, they all wore women's clothes. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was skinny enough to wear women's pants, I would just wear them just because I could. I, but I, I don't think I've ever been that skinny. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I want to. Like one of our guitar players could we used he used to wear women's double zero pants. Yeah. And then he stopped uh, doing drugs. Now does he wear Jinkos? Just big old No, giant. I wish. But that <laughs> brings it full circle. I saw like three people wearing Jinkos this weekend. Yeah? yeah big fat like, ads with the big barrels or what? Big, no. Big no uh, well, yes, big barrels. They were weren't like big fat dad dudes, but they were older. They were probably in their forties <laughs> wearing Jinkos. <laughs> and um I've never felt cooler in my life. Why? Because you had your girl pants on? Or because what? I didn't have Jinkos on. Because <laughs> okay. I was dressed like a normal human being. <laughs> um, there was another thing we pointed out. I think uh, I was like amongst the thinner of the men there too. Which, thinner. yeah, yeah. So like, it's not often that I'm considered an in shape person in a crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you've seen me. I'm not like. I'm not like a huge dude, but I'm not skinny. Right. So when I'm like in a room full of people and I'm like, God damn, I'm skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Corey, what kind of setup do you have that you're at the pulpit? Do you have like a giant monitor that's straight ahead from you? Yeah, I have a 42 or 47 inch TV. I can't remember. It was our old bedroom TV. That's your bedroom TV for, for the love of God. No, it used to be. It's not anymore. We got a new TV when we moved here because we were waiting for our furniture to show up for about two weeks. Is that like a 77-inch? Uh, no, we. I just got like a 50-inch from Walmart that was 300 bucks because I wanted something for the cable guy to be able to hook up because we were. it was us, a mattress, uh, the clothes that we had packed, our cat. That's all that made it. And so it was like, okay, now we can have a TV and wait for a fucking sofa and everything else that we need to live. Um, but at least that's something. So this, the old TV that used to be in our bedroom, uh, once it got replaced, I moved that up here and put it on a stand in front of me. Corey, uh, you, you make me nervous that there's going to be somebody popping out behind you. Like there's some sort of gag that you guys do on me here while I'm doing this podcast. And, nah, we would never do anything <laughs> like that. I have stabs you in the neck or something. Corey, I'm going to text Aaron and be like, I need you to climb to the second story of your house and stab Corey in the neck real quick. She would have, this is a closet. Oh, sort of. (laughs) But it would be, yeah, it would be fun. I thought about it. I wanted to come out of the, let me rephrase coming out of the closet. I wanted to (laughs) do the show like where I'd walk out of that and, uh, change my my sweater and stuff like mr rogers and that would have been fantastic just like flipping the flipping your shoes your yeah, why, why haven't you done that i don't know man it, it's a lot of work it's, it's it's hard enough to get this set up without fucking it up so like <laughs> i already have enough things <laughs> when before you got list. here we were talking like greg asked if i ever fuck with my setup and i'm like no i get it to work and then i just never try to touch it but it always he agrees it always manages to somehow stop working Inevitably, you always have a situation. Hey, so I know we don't do what you're drinking anymore, but I have to say, I got this um, from an homage store. I got this Northwoods Soda and Syrup Company Espresso Root Beer. This is pretty fucking solid. 
It's not that we don't do it. It's just that I'm usually too drunk to remember to do it. No, that's true. Like, review the movies. Craig, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? It's probably A water. giant jug of water. Oh. Right here. That's what I'm drinking. Okay, Nature's I was trying touch. to figure out earlier if you were picture. drinking from that or if it was for Cha. Nature's touch. <laughs> it's nature's bad touch. <laughs> it's Uncle, Uncle touch Nature's bad touch. Here's, yeah, yep, right there. Um, fine, Corey. I have Modern Times Ordersville. That's what I'm drinking now. Toppling Goliath Golden Nugget, which I had before. Oh, just threw a can on the floor. Um, and next is Modern Times Spaceways. And I'm drinking it out of a buddy of mine started a glassware company called Random Shit Press. It's Voldemort. And then the Harry Potter. And I can't show you the nucleation on the bottom because I dump my beer everywhere, but it's the uh, the like Harry Potter logo nucleated in the bottom of the glass. Neither of you probably know what a nucleation is. It's like no. the, it's the design in the bottom of the glass that helps the um, effervescence of a beer. Oh, I was going to say they have creams and powders that you can apply directly to your asshole to get rid of nuclear. <laughs> just, uh, I just scoot on my carpet next to my dogs. It seems to work for yep. them. So yep. yeah. get that itchy gut itchy itchy bum bum. Worms crawl out the worms crawl in. Yeah. Whatever, man. I don't know you gotta hate on me because I got an itchy asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's normal. Got white stuff. <laughs> what was that? We got wipes for that stuff. Yeah, see, my uh, my company works for. Or, sorry, my wife works for a company that makes ass wipes for men. Yeah, so, so do you get like a lifetime supply of the shit? Yep, every one of our bathrooms has like adult ass wipes in it. Nice, it's pretty awesome. She got um um she had the hot flash in the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she had hot flash wipes for like women going through menopause. What? I, I took them to work, so if I get a little too sweaty, I'll just. Just hot flash wipe myself. It got a cooling sensation that cools you off. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that you're applying like a cool towel, moist towelette to you that cools you down. But shit, it works. Then does anybody at work complain that you just whip your balls out? No. No, I'm sorry. You whipped your ball out? I whipped my ball out. I got two. It's just only one works. Okay. The other one is just waiting to see if if there's going to be several more weeks of winter. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's like the it's like the the, the groundhog. Yeah. When, yeah. It, when it comes out, you have uh, you know a couple more weeks before spring or what? Yeah, pucks a testy fill. That's true. That's true. Um, pucks a testy fill. Yes, that's fantastic. That's pretty good. Oh, well, there you went. Um, I was trying to think of a good way to segue into the fact that I was at Days of the Dead in Chicago this weekend and hasn't really worked out, so I'm just going to guess and just throw it out there, which is it's funny because I met Bill Mosley, who's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which we're about to talk about. Right. And you could buy the metal... The, the plate metal, for a Metal plate, yeah. I thought that was fucking weird. So you could just like slap that on your skull if you're a bald guy? If or? I really wanted to. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I stuck with the uh, the Otis poster and... He was wearing a Guar shirt, which I thought was really fucking cool. Yeah, last time I actually uh, got my picture taken with him uh, at one of the Crypticons a couple of years back. Super cool guy, really down to earth. Yeah, yeah, super, super cool guy. Yeah, I thought it was weird. It's like if you bought a poster, he gave you a free one. He goes, you can just put this on eBay, and it'll be the same price you just paid me. And I'm like, why would I do that, though? <laughs> He's like, like I, 
what the cool shit yeah yeah and he was like oh whatever man because a lot of people do that's, i know that's and that's a- the problem that's why i was like no like i'm gonna frame this like we're cool man and i think it, i don't think it gives a fuck but yeah that uh, my plate you dog dick that's one of my favorite lines from that movie, by the way. <laughs> we used to scream that, and we used to, and, and we probably got it wrong, but uh, you nicked my Sonny Bono wig was yeah. like the other big yeah. one that we always scream out. Ring, 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 ring. Mail call. I forgot how fucking bad this movie is. It is bad, but I, you good. know what? I, I really like it. I like it bad. <laughs> it's. I think it's only like the second time I've seen it in its entirety, so I'm still like not over how bad it is to, to a point where it's good. Like it, it's a, it's an entertaining movie. I didn't expect it to be good because I I knew it wasn't good, but uh, I guess this will actually bring us into the conversation with the movie. So one of you two has to recap the movie because I have a really shit memory and I drink all the time. So not it, not it. Oh, what? Yep, you got to recap the movie now, Greg. You weren't quick recap enough. The movie. How do you want me to recap it? It's a, I, I think it's a hilarious movie. It's it's such a a uh, um, a switch from the original. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know how they even got to that direction um, uh, from going from the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre to the second one. Dennis Hopper is is, is Dennis Hopper. I, I love Dennis Hopper. He's out of hand, and um, yeah, you know he's the the share or the marshal or whatever going around and uh, I was- trying to. Yeah, I was Catch impressed the- that he was in this movie. What's that? I was impressed that Dennis Hopper was in this movie. Why would he do such a shitty movie? Is that what you're saying? Basically, <laughs> but I don't know if this was at like the down, the down, downward slope of his uh, career or more of a dip. Yeah, I guess yeah, the paycheck's a paycheck, though. If they paid him enough, why the fuck does he give a shit? Right. I mean, Dennis Hopper, Easy Rider. But not a lot of stuff until he started walking into like that kind of walk-in, not necessarily Tarantino films, but a lot of the quality of stuff. He became better known as a character actor a little bit later on, I think, from the 90s. Blue Velvet. Velvet. That was a fantastic movie as well. Yeah. And, and, And so I don't think it was like, oh, you know, we're gonna have to pay out the ass to get Dennis Hopper in this is just like here's fucking Dennis Hopper. What a great job he would do in this character, right? He didn't do like a bad job, but he's not like a great actor. So him doing a good job is still really like a mediocre job. I think he did, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird to look at this this particular movie in a serious sense. I don't know breaking it down as far as like. Hopper, you're kind of right. He's not like this fantastic method actor or anything like that, you know. But <laughs> he did a good job in that movie. I mean, it's it's uh, it's satirical, I guess, right? I would expect yeah. that he was probably high as fuck. Yeah, because he's Dennis Hopper. Um, that that's part of it. The other thing is that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a huge film in the reactions that it got and stuff, and this wasn't a sequel where somebody else took over the franchise and, and did the next one in the line. This was Toby Hooper came back and did the next movie, right? but decided that he wanted to up the humor on it. He says the humor that people missed in the first one was there. And this just 
reintroduce that to a, a higher extreme. Sure. I also think that it's a it's a sign of what the eighties were like versus what the early seventies were like. The the first two guys that die at the beginning are just those typical yucky yuppie prick assholes that are portrayed in a lot of movies in that era. And that was something that everybody kind of rallied against, especially if you were in Texas, you're going to see these two assholes in alligator shirts, uh, drinking beer while driving and calling up a radio station just to fuck with them and talking about how much pussy they're going to get over the weekend. You're anxious to see them get chopped to shit by some guy in the back of a truck wearing his dead brother uh, as a puppet in front of him. And so it pays off for that. Yeah, for sure. That's that, that's an awesome scene, too, when he when he's swinging the chainsaw back and forth and he's tearing up the door and all of a sudden he just cuts that dude's head right in half. And he's looking in there just uh, 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 how he stays on the road after, he, you know, his, his brain is uh, being sliced in, <laughs> into pieces is beyond me. Well, of course, I'm sitting there thinking, why don't you just break? You know, you're not outrunning them. Why don't you just hit the brake? Why do you stay side by side with these assholes all the way through? Yeah, but yeah. do you think if you were in that situation that you would think like, yeah, I'll just hit the brake. It's cool. Oh, I would, yeah. I yeah. would hit the brake and spin around and be gone. I'd be doing some Dukes of Hazard on them right now. I'd like to say that I would do the exact same thing, but I don't know. Although they were they were drunk. They were they were not of sound minds. That's just how I function on a daily basis. I got this. Here's the yeah. thing is that, that that one of the guys is shooting signs the entire that whole entire first first, you know, episode uh, little spot, you know, mm-hmm. he's shooting signs with a, you know, 357 the whole time. And then a guy with a chainsaw is hacking at their door and he's not just blasting holes through the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like I'd be shooting everything but my friend. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while to, to really get reactionary. Uh, so yeah. one of the things about Dennis Hopper's character in this is that he's the uncle of Sally and uh, her her brother from the first movie. So Sally has escaped. Picked that up today. Yeah. Yeah. Sally had escaped, and the the whole thing about the Texas murders with the chainsaws were were known, but cops weren't really doing enough about it. And Hopper, being who he was, wanted to try to go figure out what was going on he was he was leading an investigation that nobody else was willing to do uh but he was obviously off the fucking rails at the same time uh because he wants to go and fight them with his own fucking chainsaws that was one of my favorite parts of the thing too when he goes into that chainsaw place and they're the guys on the phone and he goes and he throws a couple thousand dollars on the on the giant log in there and starts pulling chainsaws and just swinging them in the air and <laughs> chainsaw place and then the guy goes uh what can i help you with and he doesn't say anything he just goes outside and he's like don't you want to try it there's gas in those and then he fires him up and he just starts hacking the living shit out of this which is such it is such a great example of what like buying guns is like in yeah. rural areas today it's it's like don't you want to try out those guns there's bullets in them you know it's just like take it. and then he's out there and he's hacking away at that fucking log with the chainsaws and the guy who owns the place is just basically ejaculating about how much he loves watching him do it yeah that is that is phenomenal he got into the right business then yeah no absolutely <laughs> Jacking it to chainsaws? Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, if your jizz trigger is watching someone cut shit up with a chainsaw, then you open a chainsaw store. Oh, yeah. Like, I, sh- I should really open a taco stand. <laughs> well, <you'd> be- 
what 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 cold blooded human being doesn't jizz eating a taco? That's true. Communists. That's who. That's right. That's right. Russians. <laughs> Fucking Russians. They like pierogies or whatever it is they eat. I don't know. Totally uh, talking about. I don't know what they eat. I just know that they drink vodka. Yes. Lots of vodka. Potatoes. Well, I guess potatoes make vodka, so I guess that's. Right. Pierogies right. are full of potatoes. All right. I see. Okay. I see where we're I see how you got there now. Huh. Yeah, I mean that that movie. I it, it surprised me at, at how how bad it really was today when I was watching it. It's entertaining though, but it's it's not a good movie. The quality's pretty low. The special effects are pretty bad, but it's entertaining. Yeah. So I'm like I said before, like I didn't expect it to be like a scary, really great movie. I just wanted right. it to be entertaining, and that's exactly what it did. It did a really good fucking job of it. Well, up the gore factor a lot. Yeah. yeah holy shit. Yeah. I um, that's what I loved about the first one though is that there there wasn't a, a like a shit ton of of gore. It was just freaky, you know, like the from the time they picked the guy up in the van, they're you know, the dude slashing his hand, they get to the house and all kinds of crazy shit starts happening. I mean, it, it Chainsaw 2 like it, it took it to another level. You guys are absolutely correct when when, yeah. when it took a whole a whole nother level of of just dude. It was sideways, you know. The chick, uh, Hopper, getting her to play the the murder tape on air, so they'll cut, like he's using her for for bait to get those guys, so he can get into this altercation with these folks, you know. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say that I missed it, but I kind of missed like I, I missed putting two and two together. I may have been doing like three or four other things while she's moving because I knew it sure. didn't require my full attention. Right. Um. So I didn't quite understand why Dennis Hopper wanted her to do that. Part of me was like, well, in, in the end, he's probably in the family or something dumb. But um, at the end, when he just wanted to fight him, it made sense. And then when I realized that there was still a half an hour left when he's swinging that fucking chainsaw around underground, I was just like, how well, is there a half an hour of this movie left? He basically tells her, too, you know what I mean? Like he when when they show up and, and all of the crazy stuff happens where, you know, I mean – all the all the key lines are right there from Bill Mosley in that in that particular when he shows up at in Avita to got a baby. Yeah. And, uh, I had to, to re say the name of the song like three times in my head because I'm like, wait, <laughs> did he say it wrong? Yeah. He did. He did. Yep. Um was there ever any indication of how much time passed between the first and this movie? Yeah, because it, it I think it was about uh, 12 years or something is what they say. Okay, so that makes sense because I was curious when they had the time to build an underground fucking base. Well, they <laughs> didn't build it. They uh, Chop Top had bought an old uh, amusement park with a Matterhorn and everything. And and so I'm not sure how much of that was part of it when they already got there, That's but it was. it's not the same place they were at the first time. They went into hiding someplace else. No, which um, you'd have to do if you murdered a bunch of people. Right. I was kind of surprised at the similarities. Like I, I saw this movie a lot as a kid before I'd ever seen the original one, but between the first one and this one, I am sort of surprised how much Rob Zombie really stole from these two films to make house of a thousand corpses and and devil's rejects. It's even more interesting because Bill Mosley and Otis, or excuse me, chop top and Otis are kind of one in the same. 
the look isn't that far off. Otis in the first movie has really stringy, fucked up hair. He kind of makes those like really maniacal statements. Uh, goes on like weird rants for no reason. And yeah, and, and that's the thing. And why I like Bill Mosley's character in House of a Thousand Corpses is because of those rants and stuff. And it always reminded me of Chopped Up. And I didn't realize it was the same guy when I was watching those films before. Yeah. And and so when we did reviews of those not too long ago, it was when I was like, holy shit, that's the same dude. Um, and that's that's probably what I enjoy most of of this film, certainly, and out of the, the Rob Zombie films. But they're really close in a lot of things. And there were scenes that I was like, am I going to see this scene coming up in this or is, am I remembering it from those other movies? Right. Right. Yeah. The aesthetic of, of, of both of those movies are, are, are directly f- taken from those movies, man. I, I love that. Whatever they're shooting in at that 35 miller, millimeter or whatever, that crusty camera that they're using is phenomenal. I love it. I love the fact that, uh, that uh, Rob Zombie used that same style shit. Yeah. You can totally tell. Yeah, and, and I love House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know, Greg, if you are a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I didn't really mind that the, he kind of took a lot or stole a lot, whatever way you want to look at it. Well, um, he doesn't hide it. No, not at all. But I also love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's like a better way. So let me ask you this. Would you rather have a, an updated remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? kind of which they did yep. or house of a thousand corpses where it's very similar shot very much the same way a lot of the same same storylines but it's a different story like does does house of a thousand corpses scratch the itch for an updated texas chainsaw massacre or do you really need the remake well i don't even know what year that was 2003 2004 that one I wouldn't say, I mean, I wouldn't say that they needed to, to update that chainsaw massacre. I mean, they were cool, mm-hmm. but the, the house of a thousand corpses. Yeah. I would say kind of scratch that itch, you know? Yeah. I like the direction that they, what that they went with those movies. Cause they, they were, that's why I liked them so much is because they reminded me of Texas chainsaw massacre too. That's why I really liked both of those movies, uh, house of a thousand corpses and, that, that whole time frame, the 70s, all of that stuff where you could, you know, there were no cameras. There was no, like, you, you know, hunting people down, no FBI on that whole deal, you know? They're yeah. just kind yeah, of I, the, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I I like the homage more than I like remakes. Yeah. Uh, and it, Because remakes are usually, they pale in comparison to the originals. Uh, it's rare that you get one that elevates beyond that. And I think by doing something with differences with new characters and stuff, you, you can easily say, yeah, obviously this owes a lot to these movies and those movies owe a lot to other things and stuff. And that's all great. But in this case, you at least get something with some originality and story to it. And you don't have to see some fucking teeny bopper playing Han Solo. (laughs) Right. sounds like you're upset about something, Corey. (laughs) Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're like up to the to to the to the radio station scenes, right? The radio station scenes were were some of my favorite in that whole thing. You know, they they smack the 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 engineer in the head, mm-hmm. kind of pull him on out of there. 
Um, you get to see the the whole leading up to the spitting thing before he gets his skin taken off. I really like that. <laughs> the uh, every everything Bill Mosley did with the um, hanger. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Like with the lighting it and the scratching and and like it was and eating the flesh of his own head. Yeah, it was super fake looking, and there was nothing that was like actually. Like I, I knew there was no part of it that I was like, well, this actually might happen. Someone might actually do this, but I was just so fucking weird. And I think I really liked that. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. His mouth, his mouth, and, and how they kind of focus in on him as he's picking the skin off that hanger and like rolling it up and putting it in his mouth. I thought that was just the creepiest part about that. Yeah, um, I kind of want to know. Like, maybe this should make a Chop Top movie. For sure, that'd be awesome. How did they get to where they is? they tried? Uh, so Toby Hooper's son was going to do American Chainsaw Massacre or something, uh, and shot some of the stuff for it. They even have a trailer that was released online for a while, uh, and it was supposed to be more about Chop Top, but uh, it never got completed. And I think that's when they, I don't remember if that was before they did some of the other sequels. Uh, or if that's when they got to the uh, remakes, but there was a there was definitely a plan to do more with Chop Top, uh, even though he doesn't survive this film. Right. So, have either of you seen? What is, is there a fourth one, or is there just a third one? There's a fourth one. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, and uh, completely kind of revamps how the family is and Leatherface I think is more of a uh, a transvestite character in that than how he's been portrayed in other films although there's aspects of it they really go full out to it in that one mm-hmm. and that one is really hugely shunned the only reason to watch it is because it's got a couple of actors who became huge after that huh. okay. so three and four are they have like really no relation to two, correct? Uh, three was Leatherface. I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually seen part three. Okay, but I think four was Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation or something as idiotic as that. It was just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna try to bring this to the next step, and uh, yeah, it was a step that nobody wanted, and so that's why they went to the remix after. Yeah, so I mean, part of me is trying to figure out like where Chop Top came from because he didn't exist in the first movie. He's the twin brother of the hitchhiker in the first movie. And that's what I was going to ask. Is he actually really the hitchhiker? But if you say, okay, that's, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, so the hitchhiker is in this as the corpse that they keep dancing around as a puppet. Okay. Um, huh? And that's why he's got all those grenades, the fucky Charlies on them on him. Uh, but Chop Top is his brother. And, and everyone's kind of listed as being brothers, Chop Top and the hitchhiker and Leatherface. And even the the old guy, but the old guy in in the storyline as it went on, it was supposed to be, yeah, they're brothers, but he's also their dad. Uh, a lot of incest in the family and stuff. So that's where that kind of led to. Which, it, what's fucked up is they never, there's no mom. There, Well, there's a grandma and I think they get to the mom later on and I know they get to the mom in the comics. And I think the mom is where you get a lot of the stuff with the family in Devil's Rejects. Uh, the mom and stuff in there. I think that that stuff that comes in probably in three, uh, where they lead into more of the family and and that kind of stuff in the whole house getting raided. Oh, huh. well, I never knew any of that. That's pretty sweet. 
I'm guessing on that. I know a lot of it uh, was talked about in the comic book series, uh, but that might have actually stolen from Rob Zombie at that point, depending on when it came out. Sure. Holy shit, Vigo Mortensen's in the third one? Yep. Dude, I don't remember the third one at all. I don't think I've ever seen it. I can't remember. I can't remember it. I don't feel like I missed anything by not seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) uh... That's the thing, is that this movie, with as bad as it is, there are stellar things about it. I think Dennis Hopper... Yeah, you're right. He's not the greatest actor, but he's a beloved actor and he's a great character actor. Um, so you want him to to be looked at as good in it. And uh, Chop Top is phenomenal. It, it yeah. was just like such a, a revelation of a character. Like everything that he does when he's on there is gold. But the rest of it is pretty fucking basic. Yeah, for sure. Even Leatherface, when he when he uh, when the the chick w- uh, was kind of trying to manipulate him to help her, you know what I mean? And he's just like, ah, you yeah, know, you could fucking stupid yeah. and weird, and really could have done without it. Yeah, I mean, he's a yeah. killer, you know. Yeah, the machine. She should have been meat. Oh, exactly. And it just got really uncomfortable when he just like jabbed his chainsaw into her vagina. <laughs> And then everyone started sweating, and I just, yeah. I had a very strange boner. Bubba, Bubba had a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba had a girlfriend. That was the deal. Bubba got himself a girlfriend. Um, I want to know, I, I would have loved to, to find out how much did she lose her voice from, from screaming? She, scre- she screamed nonstop. That whole last fucking bit was just insane. She just, <laughs> that, that last scene was hard to watch and it, it had that length of a scene that again zombie really emulates uh i remember the scene in i i, I don't remember if it was devil's rejects or if it was house of a thousand corpses where the cops come and raid the place and he has the cop out in the in the yard and he's holding a gun to his head and you're just waiting for him to shoot him and it just corpses. goes on forever and ever and ever yeah that scene of her waiting to get struck by grandpa to actually get knocked out just takes so long that that's what makes it horrifying i loved it i love that so much he's like you know licking the ladle and fucking yeah shake it he's trying to shake his grandpa's 137 years old (laughs) that guy was awesome too man the 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 guy who won the chili competition i don't even remember his name he's actually in the first film he's i think he's the only person who came back from the first one to this one not just as a character, but as the actor. The Leatherface is played by somebody else in this one. Sure. Did you know that there was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game for the Atari 2600? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, I just and it's one that. of those ones that was really hard to find because uh, nobody would sell it. Um, so it, it went up in value. It, it tanked in the money. Uh, there was a Halloween game, too. And I think the Halloween game might have been a little bit more popular. But yeah, the Atari took some fucking chances and then they did an ET movie uh, ad- adaptation for a game and oh, fucked up was, their entire console. Yeah, that was not a good time. Oh, man. I think you can play this game online. So if either of you are interested, you can do that. I want to see what you're talking about. I'm looking that up right now. I'll send you a link. Um, it looks like absolute fucking shit, but... 
Yeah, I mean, the Atari 2600, it's not like the graphics were even going to show anything where you could see a picture and think that it looked like Leatherface. Right. Uh, at best, you got box art, and then you got a lot of fucking dots and something that was some sort of, like, analogous sound that's supposed to sound like a chainsaw, but it actually just sounds like a fucking calculator farting. Wow, 2600. That's that's the old school machine, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's a system that couldn't even make Pac-Man look or play like Pac-Man, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a video on youtube if you want you it basically looks like you play as leatherface and you just chase people down with a chainsaw yeah and huh. oh man you, you only have so much fuel in your chainsaw how do you the leatherface showed up in uh dead by daylight right um i gotta look I know they did Michael Myers. Um, if they did leather, they were doing Freddy. If they did Mike uh, Leatherface, I may have to go back. Although it's such a fucking difficult game to be good at. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has an Easter egg mod in uh, GTA Four. Has uh, Leatherface in GTA Four? Huh. Or five? I'm sorry, five. five. No. I'm gonna have to, I, I got banned from that game for trying to just hack money one time because I didn't <laughs> want to play it enough to have money, and I wanted to have like a cool apartment. Uh, <laughs> it's just true. Dead by Daylight has uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Saw. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is funny because they just put every one of them into one game to combat Friday the Thirteenth. Which is a great game. Yeah, we all know how that's uh, going on for them. Yeah, no, it's, it sucks how that all worked out, but they right. they made a really good game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and then, so it, I was mentioning the comics before, there were a crossover comic with uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family meeting up with Jason and the Hitchhiker basically adopting Jason into the family and getting him to be one of them. And so you have kind of a team up with, with Jason and Leatherface and all the rest of those people. Let me tell you a fun story, speaking of Jason. Let's so, do it. As I, er, I mentioned earlier, I met Kane Hodder for the first time ever. It was really awesome since uh, the director of his documentary has been on here. Greg, if you haven't seen To Hell and Back, I recommend you watch it. I will check it out. Uh, it's a documentary about Kane Hodder. But the director has been on our show. He's a friend of ours. Um, there were these dirty girls in front of us in line talking to him. And this one girl just said, I've been masturbating to you and Jason versus Freddy for, for three months. And he just looks at her and he goes, "That that's not me. That's Roger. And she's fucking stared at him. She goes, I've been masturbating to the wrong Jason. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? All of a sudden, Kane's looking at him and goes, if you guys just want to hit me up for the gangbang later, like, what is happening? And so much me regretted not walking up to him and being like, dude, I've been masturbating to the right Jason. <laughs> you should have, man. I that would been... really should have. But I've I been masturbating in line over here just waiting to talk to you. I've just been jerking off. And nah, he, uh, he looks pretty drunk. But I don't blame him. I forgot to bring him PBR or tequila, so I'll have to get him next time. But yeah, that's that was probably the highlight of that 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 whole show was that girl who's like, I've been masturbating to the wrong Jason. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna knuckle bust yourself to a celebrity and then tell him about it, make sure it's the right one. Right, for sure. Because that's embarrassing. I've been <laughs> I've been jerking off to weird science this whole time. Wait, thinking you're fucking Alec Baldwin and you've been fucking Billy. Oh uh, yeah, those Baldwins though, they'll get you. Yeah. Every time. Get you every time. Where I mean Steven, obviously, no. 
I love Biodome. Steven can't get erection if he sees himself in the mirror. Wait, is Steven in Biodome? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is it? I gotta look it up. Yep, it is Steven Baldwin. All right, I got that one right. Nice. Yeah, that's that's your that's your go to right there. When when you have Polly Shore do a team up in a movie with somebody, and then it makes Polly Shore the sexy one. <laughs> that's because he's teamed up with Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, but Biodome's such a good movie. Right. What's uh, what's her nuts was um, Joey Lauren Curry Adams was at this this convention oh. too. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I wasn't paying sixty dollars to get a picture with her. I'll tell you this now: PJ Souls was there too, Corey. Oh yeah. Yeah, didn't see her, nor probably did I want to pay fifty dollars to get a picture with her. Uh, I like. Her. I didn't even go meet Kevin Nash because he showed up really late. No, it, conventions are are difficult, especially when everything's got to be scheduled and stuff. And then it's like, all right, do I go see this person? Do I go see this person? I'm going to miss something. I did meet Coolio. Yeah, but Coolio wasn't there as a guest. He just showed up. No, 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 no. He was there because he was in Dracula 3000. You could pay a bunch of money to get a picture with him and Fangs. So he was there. Like, he had a table. I shit you fucking not. Um, At the end of the night. What's that? Was he selling CDs? Um, I don't Why remember. Start now? I guess on Saturday night he started rapping at the closing party. Nice. Yeah, which cool. But <laughs> so slippery slide. Oh, sorry. Pretty much, I think that's what it was. But we had like a tower of beer cans empty, of course. And I just all of a sudden look over and he's standing next to me, like pointing at the can, the beer cans. I'm like, dude, you want, you want, you want a shot or something? He's like, no, nah, I'm only drinking blood. I'm like, fucking weird, but okay. Then he came back like 20 minutes later and started giving my buddy a back massage. What? Yeah, he just kept coming back, but his like handler would make him come out, like get away from us. <laughs> we do. We partied too hard for Coolio. And then yeah, some like 50 yeah. year old sluts showed up with, and someone gave him a bottle of Don Julio 1912, and he was gone. Coolio was drinking tequila like right now. He was not even standing around for nothing but tequila. Exactly. Wheeze up. Did he have the, did he have the crazy uh, uh, little braids in his hair still? No, he has hats with the braids on them that he sells. <laughs> you could also buy stage-worn Coolio hats with holes cut in them for his hair. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Were they greasy? Could you tell if they were greasy or not? No, I couldn't get close enough, but I would like to say, oh my, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Really? Yeah, I mean, dude, he looks fucking rough. And his handler was, uh, I remember, um, you may remember too, I hope you do at least. There was this guy named, uh, I think it was Damon, Damon Singer. He uh, claimed that he helped compile the score for the movie Life of Pi and won an Academy Award for it. And he also wrote Katy Perry's Roar. And Man Cow called him out on the radio when he found out that the dude fucking lied about everything. There you go. And so that was Coolio? That was Coolio's handler for this weekend was that dude. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow, man. Now you babysit washed up rappers. At conventions in Chicago. <laughs> what kind of level of desperation must you be in that you want to take credit for Katy Perry's roar? Uh, you know what? Oh, okay. So Damon Singer. Just, all right. Um, I would, if I had like the cash flow to back it up, I would totally because I'm sure that money made, or excuse me, that song made money hand over fist. 
Yeah, I, I'm not shitting on Katy Perry's music either because I I like some Katy Perry tunes, but Roar is probably my least favorite. Uh, yeah, 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 I agree. Fucking choose last Friday night or something. God damn it! All right, kissed a girl. <laughs> no, that that's unlikely. No, it's very unlikely. I'm married. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can't even say I kissed my wife. Yeah. Trying to figure out this guy's fucking name. He looks like a total. Oh, Damon Ranger. He looks like a walking dildo. Just a giant mushroom head, or what? Um, I mean, just Google Google Damon Ranger. Damon Ranger. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna Google him, but in my mind, he's the guy that you always saw in the background of the MC Hammer videos. You know what? I could see him being in the background of an MC Hammer video. Like there was that one guy. There was a one guy with the, the the tall hair or something that was always in every MC Hammer video and live show and everything he did. And you know that guy probably like took Hammer for about five hundred thousand dollars for no fucking reason. And Hammer's all broken shit, and he's like not returning his calls. So I googled uh, MC Hammer background dancers. The second image that shows up is the dude with the tall hair in the background with a fucking arrow pointing to him. Yep, that's right. What's his name? What did you Google? MC Hammer. Background dancers. Just go to images, and it's the second picture. There are always 30 of them, but he was the one. He was the one that everybody knew. What's this guy's name? This is going to eat me alive. I got to figure out who this guy is. Send him a Christmas card or something. Don't blame the internet for not knowing who that motherfucker is. Well, how do you like? How do you Google MC Hammer tall hair backup dancer? And get the right person. Because remember the movie House Party? That dude had tall hair too. You might end oh, up yeah. looking for him. Uh, Chris Reed, I think. Uh, he, he was either Chris Reed or the other Chris. Yeah, and but he, he actually composed the music for the Bill Maher show on HBO. The real okay. time. I didn't know that he was still doing stuff. He's still doing stuff. Huh. Huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Remember when MC Hammer had a reality show? How is it that I that I um, Google MC Hammer tall hair background dancer and I get porn? <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Because you did I, something I, right. Oh, you did something very, very right to do that. That's and weird. I hope it's like I, there's got to be at least one scene where he's getting a hand job from it <laughs> or, or from no from thing from the Adams family. <laughs> well, he's doing the ad. Oh no, that what was that? Was that MC? Oh yeah, he had the Adams family rap. He did the Adam Sandler rap in the first one, and the second one was the whoop where it is. They're guys who basically ripped out their own song to do the Adams Family thing. Yeah, I was thinking of Vanilla Eyes, but he did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song, the turtle yeah. rap. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, so Hammer Time was his uh, reality TV show on A and E. Did you watch it religiously? No, it was on from June fourteenth of two thousand nine to July twenty sixth of two thousand nine. So really long run. Uh, 11 <laughs> Which is episodes. shitty because Vanilla Ice has the Vanilla Ice project that's still going, I think. Yeah, but that's because it's home renovation and bitches love home renovation. That's true. That and cooking. You're, you're right there. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm, th- there's two things that I know my wife will be watching, true crime or home renovation. But I don't know if I can trust a guy to patch my roof who does that to his fucking eyebrow. Does he still do it, though? I don't know. That's a good question, though. That was stylish back then. It I really was. want 
do that with my eyebrows, but I just was really afraid that I'd never grow the little slots back and I'd have, you know, the radiator looking eyebrows. I don't think he does anymore. When, uh, when I was younger, I used to really like Marilyn Manson wanted to shave my eyebrows. Luckily my parents were like, no, you're dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> All the shit that we used to say, like parents don't fucking get it and everything. And like, God damn it. You're not cool. Mom and dad. And it's, Oh shit. My parents were way right. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except for my mom always told me I should never draw on my arms with markers or pens, and I'm now I'm covered in tattoos, so that's kind of one of those things. My mom said, just let me know when you get a new tattoo so I can identify the body, and I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> it's actually really fucking weird to say. She's right. What's that? She's right, though. Well, kind of. Mickey Mouse on his butt cheek, on the right butt cheek, on the lower end. She'd probably be really happy about it. She loves Mickey Mouse. Speaking of which, today is Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday. What a coincidence. Yeah, I know. What are the odds? Um, yeah, what are the odds that they're going to extend the copyright laws again because that motherfucker will never be able to be public domain? No, right. why? Yeah, why would they? He's worth way too much money. They would That's never exactly it, though. Domain. They call the copyright laws the Mickey Mouse law because it constantly gets changed and updated to extend out so that Disney will not lose the rights to Mickey Mouse and their other characters. So what do you have to do to extend it naturally, though? Doesn't it? Doesn't there just need to be like some sort of publication release using the character from the originator or from? No, the, I think it's after. One? I think it used to be a certain number of years after publication or after the originator died, at the very least. Um, but they just keep extending it out and extending it out and extending it out because big corporations like Disney and Warner Brothers own Superman and stuff, they don't want it to get into the public domain so that anybody can make their own Mickey Mouse or Superman stuff. Huh. I want to make a Mickey Mouse and Superman pornography now. Uh, you've got the internet. It probably exists. I know, but I'm too scared to Google Mickey Mouse and Superman pornography. At the very least, there's the guy who did Fritz the Cat who did the Mighty Mouse cartoon that got banned because he wound up snorting a flower and everyone said it looked like he was doing cocaine. Yeah, because wow. he probably was doing it cocaine. Was co- <laughs> it was Since Fritz the Cat was already fucked up enough, it was like, yeah, this could probably be misconstrued and maybe it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst thing. Not the worst thing. I don't even know where we left off at the movie. Uh, We had just gotten to Stretch. We were just talking about her. Uh, I don't know the actress from anything else, really, but she really had kind of a Margot Kidder feel, speaking of Superman, uh, in this. I know that a lot of people did not like her. I thought she was good in the role. As for what the expectations of the role must have been, she was terrified, screamed, had to sexually seduce a guy in a mask with someone else's face over it. It, it like that's a lot to expect from an actress. I feel like if any one of us knows what that's like it's you yeah <laughs> I mean it's not usually a face it's someone's foreskin but uh, well, either you know, way yeah. this is, you're the perfect person to explain to us what it's like to do it uh, also I think she did good in her radio scenes I, eye patch or something is that what we're talking about <laughs> Foreskin eye patch. Foreskin eye patch. <laughs> You're. Uh, uh, you know what? I thought she was incredibly sexy in that role. She had great legs. She did have great legs. She did have great legs. Oh, she was in Hatchet Three. I didn't realize that. Yeah, 
yeah, she went on to be another. She's an actress that you bring back and stuff. I really, um, prefer, I, I, she was in Thompson's Last Run. I really liked her as the hooker. Yep. Um, she, uh, I just saw some pictures of her this weekend, um, bouncing around California with uh, Sarah French, I believe it was. Oh. Wow. Uh, Carolyn Williams, that isn't that her name? Carolyn Williams. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think she, they were. There, there were some pictures of them at the uh, uh, Phil and Selma on the Illegal Show where they did a bunch of uh, Pantera covers. I'm oh, sure it's I saw been all video. Yeah. Wow. Holy they, yeah. Excuse me. She was also in uh, Halloween 2. Uh, right. And Sharknado 4. Oh, sweet. Which. Yeah. There was not a lot of yeah. cast in this movie. So she had to carry a good amount of the scenes. And interacted with all of the characters uh, throughout. I mean, she she talked to the two guys on the phone. She had the guy who worked with her at the station, Dennis Hopper's character. Um, all of the the Chainsaw Massacre p- family. So she was integral to the whole thing. I think that she did well in carrying the the movie along. I'm right there with you for sure. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was definitely. Yeah, she was in everything. She did well, I think. Yeah. And and so yeah, so her character has that scene with Chop Top when he shows Your audio is going again. Well, I'm the only one here. I'm hanging out here. Uh, <laughs> ah, you gotta love it. Uh, so we're talking about we're talking about stretch. We're talking about stretch and uh, the chop top scene. Yeah, and and so she's like, you know, here's a stapler. Here's this. Uh, I don't remember rubber chicken or whatever. And and she's like everything on the desk. And here's a back scratcher. And then there's the exit sign. And get the fuck out. <laughs> I love that part. And he just keeps kind of giggling at her like E-X-I-T, exit. Yep. Like looking at her. Just keep staring at her. That's supremely creepy. Yeah. He pulled that. He he really did carry that, that uh, you know, that crew as far as like all the sketchy shit he did. Everything he said. I mean, Primus used some of their stuff. Uh, yeah. Primus used the dog will hunt line. Yep. And, which I didn't realize was uh, an actual sample. I always thought that Les just said it. Right. But no, it was an actual sample of him saying it, which is even cooler. When I watched it today, I was actually trying to figure out where he took it from. And it was like the second time he said it in that little, that, that first little batch. Yep. And the, and the get that hog bitch. I must have, my friends and I must have said that a million times. Get that hog bitch. I think that's part of the problem is that Chop Top is the only well-defined character out of the family in this one. The uncle to a certain degree, but he's just weird to be weird. And he's the the cook. The the uh, the Saw's family line is a good line. Yeah. Um, Oh, so he just kept repeating himself about the meat, the meat, the meat, the meat. Two things while we're on this topic. One, I, I thought that the whole like chili cook-off football game was just just like hammered in there for no reason. 
Like this movie could have existed without the the chili line or the chili cook-off football game storyline. Yeah. But the saw is family made me think of Whitechapel. Yeah. Because I think Saw's the Law is such a garbage album, garbage album <laughs> title, all of that and I saw it and I'm like I bet they fucking stole it from this movie. You might be right on that one. Yeah, not that I mean We'll see what happens with their new album. And I love their old shit, so I'm not ragging on them. I just, yeah. Those are my thoughts on that part of that movie. Good thoughts on that part of that movie, by the way. I just The only way I can hop back into that conversation after going to take a piss real quick, my wife's like, let's talk about what happened in the last hour. And I'm like, I'm I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um. She was she was good in that in that show. I really liked her uh, stretch. Again, the whole screaming parts. I don't know how she was able. They they must have just edited and edited and edited and let her fucking not strain her voice the entire time. But still screaming for all those hours like that would be impossible. I'm trying to let's see. I wonder because IMDb usually has trivia. Let's see if there's some trivia on it. Corey, I I don't have anything about her screams. I know. I was my... just hoping you would talk, so there's no, a weird no. silence while I look this shit up quick. I'm just I'm really having problems with this mic thing. I need to figure this out. But um, it's you know what? Sometimes it burns when you pee. You just go to a doctor. You get it looked at. Yeah, it's just a pill, man. It's yeah, like I a... just go to the guy behind Big Lots. I mean, I know you live like you you live in a bigger city than I do. I don't know that I do at this point. Well, how many people are in Three Rivers? Uh, Seventy-seven hundred. I live nine hundred and twelve. Okay, then yeah. Yeah, you, you. So you don't live in a city so much as a whole. I live in a village. In yeah, a, village. They got Town Square and shit. No, there are three bars though. Nice. And a subway. Do they sell good beer at those bars? Oh, wait, you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. The, so the one that the only one that I've been to has four pounds of chicken wings and a pitcher of beer for twenty two dollars. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Are they good chicken wings though? Uh, yeah, they're roasted. Nice. So I think the biggest thing I chicken wings are like my second favorite food. Pizza being number one. Um, it's the cooking of the wing first, sauce second. So roasted chicken is always really good, but their sauces aren't always the best at this place. It's called the River Rail. So as good as this so- the wings are, the sauce can ruin it. Damn. Yeah. I'm kind of a snob. Um, you know what I really noticed at the end of this, this uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is the Stuart Copeland song, Strange Things Happen. Did you guys notice that at all? I did not. Uh, Corey will attest as soon as those credits turn on, I stop. I uh, usually before the credits turn on actually <laughs> he's not wrong and a lot of times he's he'll have to let me know if he watches a movie before me he'll have to tell me to watch through the credits so that i don't miss it um fuck i thought of something else and i oh I, I did i wanted to thank you for bringing the conversation back to the movie instead of just going off on a tangent i really appreciate that because i'm the type of person who like if we just kept going away from the movie i would never ever bring it back so thank you. We can actually talk about a movie for more than 10 minutes once. Um, I'm looking at uh, the, the cook, Drayton Sawyer. That was the guy, right? Uh, Jim Cedo. From, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, Why? That's weird. I think that they gave him a name and the cook. 
Yeah, the cook. I don't even know if they called him by his name. I also yeah. never. Yeah, they did because it was uh, in the chili cook office when they called him by his name. Oh, okay, okay. And I think he's pretty cute. Yeah. <sighs> Which was really weird because then he pops into the screen, into the view, and it's like, yep, you like weird looking pick dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read the trivia here. How, so or- how did how did Bill Mosley get his name as Chop Top? That's what I want to know. I, I'm because- sure it's something as simple as the fact that his fucking hair was gone. Oh, that he got hit in the melon with a. Yeah, Chop Top because they chopped off part of his head in in the war, and that's why he's got the steel plate. Gotcha. Which. So I recently started following Bill Mosley on Instagram and his Instagram is Chop Top Mosley. Yep. And I never I didn't put two and two together until this morning. Yeah, wow. he had done a uh parody of Texas Chainsaw Massacre called uh Texas Chainsaw Manicure, I think. <laughs> and that got the attention. He he played the hitchhiker in that and that got the attention of Toby Hooper and Toby's like, Oh yeah, I should get you in to the movie if I ever get the opportunity to to make a sequel. And so he did. God damn. So I'm looking at Bill Mosley's IMDb and the fact that the guy has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 movies that are completed in post-production, pre-production, or announced. Jesus. Well, one's a TV show. Sorry. 86 Zombies is a TV show. Otherwise, yeah. He's a scary looking dude, you know that? Uh, in the movie, like in real life, I don't think he's that scary looking. No, he's actually kind of a good looking guy. He looks younger than I am. I'd fuck him. He's a little bitty dude too. He's just a little guy. But that's what makes him so dynamic. Yeah, is because he's a wiry little motherfucker who doesn't come across as afraid of anything, and you buy into his shit. Like one of the things I used to joke about when I was moving to California was I was going to go out there and start a UFO religion, and I look at Bill Mosley, and I'm like, that motherfucker can get me to drink some goddamn Kool Aid. <laughs> yep. He yeah. Yeah. Is it a movie called Handy Dandy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. That pretty uh that was pretty interesting when I was looking at that. Handy Dandy. Fuck, I didn't realize he was in Repo, the genetic opera. Not it's not a good movie. Someone made me watch it one time. Um he was in a lot of fucking movies. And I wonder, uh, and it's not like, because I always assumed that he had, it was just like, he was a buddy of uh, Rob Zombie, and that's why he was in House of a Thousand Corpses, and he was in so much before that. So much. Evil Ed. Saw 3D. He was in Saw 3D? No, it says uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh, yeah, that was not a good movie. He was in Night of the Living Dead. Silent Light, Deadly Night 3. Didn't know Mm -hmm. that was a movie. I think they had like four or five of those. Uh, it's too many. Halloween yeah. 2007. Zach Van Garrett, he was in that one too. Grindhouse. Oh, yeah. It's because um, uh, Rob Zombie did that one. I think he's in every Rob Zombie now. Every, every Rob Zombie movie. He should be. He's awesome. Oh, I think he's great. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, it's kind of like um, Chris Sandler. Rock with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. yeah, 
similar, but di- where it was like any any Happy Madison movie, it's always like the same handful of friends, which is fine. Right. Like I completely understand. It's like at this point, I would just want to work with my friends. Um, I still want to see Death House, though. I did acquire it recently. I don't know if you saw that, Corey. I did not, but I would be interested in seeing that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I really so, what kind of collections do you guys have as far as horror movies? And in, in like, what, what kind of uh, what kind of selection do you guys have? Do they go back pretty far to old horror movies as well. Uh, what do you mean, like what we've done or what we're? No, just uh, just your personal collection. Like either one of you guys collect a ton of old horror stuff, or or is it all newer or kind of? <sighs> I I stopped buying DVDs so much now. But I have a couple hundred from before streaming became popular. But, um, like the slasher movies are kind of my bread and butter. It was when I was growing up, you know. I, so I was born in '85, so like every slasher franchise was already pumping them out when I was born. Right. So, like for my, for our wedding anniversary, my wife got me. It's a it's a um, a replica of a Freddy glove in a shadow box, and then the background is like the sweater. I just saw that. Yeah. And then uh, I also have a signed machete and hockey mask in a shadow box by Kane Hodder that I'm going to mount on my wall. So it's like Freddie and Jason are really my jam, and I really like Halloween. And um, we recently watched all the Victor Crowley movies, too. Um, I've uh, watched. We used to try and find like really fucking weird movies like uh, Wait Until Dark. I watched that when I was younger. It's fine, but it's really not scary. Like the last twenty minutes of the movie are nothing. It's just pitch black and sound. So it's like it's really cool from that standpoint. But stuff, or that's just how they chose to do it, or what? So it's a home invasion movie uh, where mm-hmm. the main character is um, blind. Right. So at, in the last twenty minutes, she kills the lights in her apartment so that her and the <clears throat> the invaders are on the same level, and then it's just it's black. So it's I think that's where they that that's why they chose to do it. Yeah, it's it's kind of where I think Hush took its inspiration yep. from. Yeah, that makes sense. So Matt, go to uh go to Chop Top Bar Chop Tops Barbecue.com. Uh-oh. Welcome to Chop Tops Barbecue. I mean, as interesting as that is, I would never eat there. Oh, I totally <laughs> that would. was actually a, a place. I totally would. What is it a real place? No, it's just a I did eat, um, so you can, in Austin, Texas, it's on the east side, maybe the west side, I don't know, it's just outside of Austin, um, the gas station from the original movie is now a barbecue restaurant, you can eat there. Oh shit. Yeah, so I went there, We the company I work for has a, an office in Austin, so I flew out like a day early and took the rental car over there and the bus from the movie is sitting out there and shit, you can, you can rent like a, a little cabin and stay there. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, you can go eat breakfast at the house from the original movie too, but it's a little further outside of town. By a tree? You take a left. Never mind. <laughs> I get where you're going. It's like I don't, I don't know. I haven't. Kyle Skogquist is he was he was the one that told me about it. Oh, he's done a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, going getting pictures taken for us. Legs Benedict. One pair of human legs, one gallon hollandaise sauce, three pounds of Canadian bacon. 
Sounds delicious. Take human legs, remove hair, oil up, and roll in flour. Bake at 375 for 45 minutes or until flesh peels from bone. Wrap legs in Canadian bacon, place on English muffins, smother in hollandaise sauce, serve with love. Serve six. That's I mean, pretty as long as the holiday sauce doesn't split. That's always That's true. You don't want to, you don't want your sauce to break. Um this is fucking weird. You ready? <laughs> Someone there's music on one of them. So if you're listening to this, you're gonna You ready? <laughs> one, two. Uh, what comes after two? God, there's did he do a rap song on this movie that I missed? Because rap song? Yeah, so if you go to fuck, how did I get there? Um, are you still on the Chop Top Barbecue page? Yeah. So there's a, if you're if you're on the page, it's like the right side. It says barbecue and it's a little hut. Yeah. Click on that and then go to Corn Bugs. Ready? <laughs> oh, Corn Bugs is his band with uh, Buckethead. Oh uh, no. Yeah, he was selling the vinyl at the at the show. But yeah, so every time <laughs> every time I click on it, it starts playing that song, and it's all oh, it's getting recorded. Sorry, not sorry. Don't do it. I just want to get pop for copyright. Head cheese. Buy now. They've got a few things out, don't they? Dude, it's weird, and like you can actually buy shit from them. How now, brown cow? Spot the psycho. Cemetery pinch. Brain circus. I'm. I mean, what is this all about? I want to. I want to hear some of it. Uh, what's it called, Corey? What's that? Cornbugs? Co- oh, Cornbugs corn is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was. I don't know if that's the band or if that's what he went by when he was in a band with Buckethead and some other buddy. Yeah, that's the that's the name of it. Yeah, Cornbugs is on Spotify, man. Holy shit, they have a lot of music. Yeah, they've got a ton of records, man. Yeah. And then he's done other stuff uh, with uh, Buckethead on his solo albums. But it's it's mostly speaking stuff. I don't know if he's singing as much. Man. That's really insane. Yeah. I like it. So I like I. it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, now are they are they uh redoing or is Rob Zombie doing another one of those uh family movies? Yeah, Three from Hell comes out next year. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um I remember when I the, I remember the first time I saw House of a Thousand Corpses, like making my friends from high school come over to watch it. I remember people coming over to my parents' house to watch like fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I'd make a special trip to Walmart to buy it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Three from Hell. I'm really excited about, but I also where, where are they going with the with the storyline? Do you know? No Is idea. There- and that's something Corey and I have talked about because we recently reviewed uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects is because they fucking die at the end of Devil's Rejects. Right. But. Oh, and that's the thing is I thought it would be cool if it was actually them trying to escape hell if that was the next level. It, but, I mean, we, we know that the first two movies owe a lot to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. Uh, a lot, a lot of it. Yeah. And it's a question of does he stay on that homage level or does he go to something new i I would be interested to see what he does because i think rob zombie is a very creative director uh and can be and i I think he's an interesting guy 
so if he's not copying something and he's not doing a remake of something, what is that next level that he he hits? Well, the the I don't think the second one is so much a rip. I don't want to say a rip off, but an homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first one is hugely, in my opinion. The second one's just kind of like it branched off. Yeah, Greg, I'm curious to hear your opinion on that, though. What's that? <laughs> I Corey, do you want to re-ask your question? Uh, Devil's Rejects. Yes. I think it starts with a lot of similarities to things that we saw in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but then it becomes a, a road movie, an escape thing. Um, the, they take the show on the road, and then we involve the, the characters that are going after them, trying to kill them and stuff, which is a little bit in this. The Dennis Hopper character chasing after them, trying to get revenge is one part of it. Right. But it does do some shit. Yeah, right. God damn it. Ass uh, pit. Don't drink the internet. Don't, yeah, don't drink the internet there in three years. Michigan. <laughs> do you think that he, do you think Rob Zombie wrote all three of these movies or do you think he wrote the House of a Thousand Corpses? It was like, this thing's fucking going great. I have to, but, I got to spin yeah. off another story. I believe that he did, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he had all three. No, I doubt it. Because the second, first and the second are pretty different. Right. Other than the characters and the shit that they're doing, though, you know. Right. Oh, man. I would like to see them do, like, before House uh, mm-hmm. of a Thousand Corpses, you know? Like when Dr. Satan wasn't, wasn't living in the basement? Sure. I think that would be really cool to do it that way. Which I guess he could go that way next. Or... I know I know nothing about Three from Hell other than that the the three are in it, right? So it's like for all I know, the the next one is the uh, the prequel, which would be phenomenal. Which yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it'd be it'd be good given the fact like well, the only way you can go from here with um, the next movie is some sort of supernatural shit. Well, yeah, know. that's what I was thinking. If it goes into like a Hellraiser type of thing, or or maybe more Hellraiser two. So the three of them going through, not realizing necessarily that they're in hell, um, but it it back and forth between their memories and stuff, and so we get a prequel and a sequel at the same time. Yeah, that would be that would be phenomenal. I yeah. they, I have no idea which way they could go with it. I mean, I guess I could probably look it up. There's got to be something. There's got to be something out there about it. It's not a prequel. Literally, the first thing that shows up, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell is not a prequel and not what you expect. <sighs> I knew he was, uh, Rob Zombie was playing like uh, an extended trailer during his last tour. That would be, uh, I would like to see that. I want to see it, that. I think it's on YouTube. That's how I saw it. They were, um, he was in Oshkosh, which is like a half an hour south of me, and they had to cancel because of the rain because it was an outside show. and. I did not get to see it, so I just found it on the internet. But um, I'm a Inter- slow reader. All Rob Zombie will say is, it's not a prequel. I'm making this movie 15 years after the last movie, so my cast is aging the wrong direction. And I certainly <laughs> didn't replace them with actors. Yeah, so they're not going to do a Wet Hot American Summer yeah. <laughs> first day of camp thing to them. Making this movie was actors won't have the vibe they had. It was almost spooky how much they vibed. Oh, God damn it. I hate the way he talks. 
Such a fucking hippie. <laughs> Just tell me what the fucking movie's about, man. I don't want to read this entire... It better not suck. That's all I'm going to say. Looks like there's a lot of gunplay in it. That's for sure. With the with the people in and playing the characters that they play, it's 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 highly unlikely that it's going to suck. It may not be as good. It may not be necessarily what you want going in. But I feel like there's at least going to be enjoyment in it by seeing these three get back together again. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. This could be fucking like Sid Haig farting on a snare drum for an hour, and I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Can I buy it on 4K, or is that not not a possibility? I like that guy. So do I. I would just like to see them do like in Ghostbusters 2 when the guys can't get jobs anymore because no one buys into them being Ghostbusters, so they're doing children's parties. I would like to see the three from hell just them doing children's parties <laughs> around the, the Jersey area. I think that would be It'd fantastic. Just be fucking Greg and his, his daughter's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> That's. Uh, I think that would be really funny as like a, a satirical spinoff. Yeah. Like, if Three from Hell is really just them doing children's parties, I'm going to be pissed. But, yeah, because I know Rob Zombie's listening to this, be like, how the fuck did they figure it out? Well, if it was filmed in such a way so that the kids and the parties that were thrown, the people didn't know if it was like a documentary of like, oh, we hired a clown for your fucking birthday, Billy. And all of a sudden, Zig Hag shows up with these guys and just like... Bill Moses' character just sort of like preaching to the whole room and like <laughs> little girls in pigtails just freaking the fuck out. I would pay would so really much happy. money to see that. No shit. That'd make me regret not having kids myself. Yeah, but think how much extra money you have. Huh. Ton- tons. None. That's like, None. Greg has no money. zero money and three children. I have three monies and no children. I have no, no money and no children. You're doing it wrong, buddy. I've been doing it wrong my whole life. Yeah, I would definitely have lots more money if I didn't have three children. Live in California for 20 years, that will nip that whole thing. If, yeah. If I could be so bold, you both fucked up. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm sure your children are terrific. I love oh. my friends' kids. Just, I don't want my own, man. And, be smart. Be smart. Yeah, you're, you already think I fucked up because I'm sober. So... No, no, man. Um, if you would have asked me Saturday morning how I felt about drinking, I was never drinking again. <laughs> and then I went 24 hours without drinking. And now you're doing it? Someone <laughs> someone pulled out a bottle of Jägermeister. Late night, I bet you. I don't remember what time it was. <laughs> I know that I was up until 3.30 in the morning, and I burped Jägermeister all day yesterday. Oh. And yeah, I would definitely not be feeling like drinking anytime soon, at least 24 hours. Well, like I told you earlier, it was all PBR, uh, which is not what I drink. And I felt bad. Like I, I knew um, these are people that I like. One is my active tattoo artist, who's also a friend of mine. And then the only other person I really knew was the guy who I got my first tattoo from. So it's like I knew my crowd. It was like so what I really want is to be in a situation where I'm drunk with a couple of guys who are used to taking pens and putting permanent ink on me. God, they're like the sweetest, sweetest. They're the sweetest people. They're the sweetest I'm sure they're great, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, 
hey, I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. You're fucked up. Let's see what happens. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't even that. And I was really bummed. I'm going to mention this now because I know Chris is going to watch this later because he's probably still hungover. But I was unable to watch him propose to his now fiance. So congratulations, Chris. Um, I was really bummed when he told me that. And I was like, motherfucker. But uh, yeah, so it was totally like a PBR crowd. And I'm used to drinking. Now I had to go get uh, a gas station coffee stout. Cause uh, you mix it up, don't you? You go, you go, uh, you go deep when you do that stuff, huh? This is actually just what I drink. This is just the shelf in my fridge, and I just was, I got to get through them because I have so many. Did oh. you make it through the twelve pack of uh, milkshake stuff? No, I had the um, German chocolate cake. So, so for Greg, so he knows what's going on. Uh, Corey had sent me a picture of the twelve days of milkshake stout box. And it's only available in Michigan. And luckily, friend of the show, uh, Mike Nielsen, found it and shipped it to me. Because nice. Yeah. So I, I plowed through a couple last weekend when I had family in town. Um, we had the barrel-aged milkshake stout, the German chocolate cake, and I think one more. So I have a lot to go through, but we have uh, Friendsgiving coming up this weekend. So I have big plans for the rest of that box but i also know that i'm gonna buy probably at least another case of beer between now and then it's a fucking problem it's a real problem when we were so down in, i was down in chicago for this uh, convention and i made uh, my buddy pete take me to a brewery and i came home with three fucking bottles and i stopped at a liquor store i waited more on my way there it's just it doesn't end sure it does i don't have any kids so and this is what you have to look forward to um if I don't want to say when, but if you invite me on your podcast, I said I would come and I would bring a bunch of beer. So we'll get into that. Yes. When it's not snowing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. You don't want to come over here when it's snowing. I do. I'm not like that far away. I know it's not that much different here. Yeah, true. True. Did your did your snow melt? I think Corey used could now now we can talk about snow with Corey because before he was like, Well, it's seventy five and sunny every day. I we had snow when I woke up this morning. It had snowed, I guess, for a few hours, and then a couple hours later, it was all gone. Yeah. So it was a it was a good day. It was nice, full of chock full of surprises, like Michigan weather is supposed to be. Right. So which, which where are you located? I think um, Matt, you might have said something about where you're located. Where in Michigan? Uh, oh no, I'm in Wisconsin. No, 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 uh, Corey. Where oh, was Corey? Sorry, sorry. He's... I'm I'm about an hour south of Grand Rapids at oh. this point. Uh, half hour from Kalamazoo. That that seems to be our main town close to us. Yep, I've been there before. I've never been to Michigan. Ever? No. It's a lot to see. <laughs> I mean, I could go like three hours north and be there. Right. But. I don't really that's like that's like Michigan the sequel <laughs> the UP yeah the UP is not really but I, I told Corey I would come visit him um, it's only what do we determine five and a half hours for me it's not that bad yeah and you were talking about coming out to Grand Rapids for uh, Stoker Con possibly beer well the beer thing and yeah that was the thing is that there yeah. was like a week separation between when you were already planning to no, be it was out like here. three days <laughs> that Stoker Con is in the early week, and then Dark Lord is probably the end of the week. So just time enough to sober. Well, I'm. If you don't drink, I'm not going to get like shit plastered by myself. 
Why? When you have someone who'll look out for you? I did that with um, Greg knows. Take better care of you than your wife. Greg knows Brad. Yep. But I made Brad drive me to all these breweries in Minneapolis, and I just got fucking trashed, and he doesn't drink. I felt so uncomfortable. I made him watch American Juggalo 2 and stop at Target for a charcuterie board. It was... It was, very, my, it was a very weird night. My 21st birthday, I spent in Grand Rapids with my uncle and his his then girlfriend, and I was designated driver. Which, God bless you. Like, it's awesome knowing that I can just really, really open her up, and someone will get me home, but it's still a little uncomfortable to like want to take my shirt off and know that the, the person I'm with is just thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> but loves you well i know but it's a little different when i'm sober and you think i'm an idiot versus when i'm drunk and you think i'm an idiot i how am i supposed to tell the difference <laughs> the drool it's usually like the first 15 minutes of the show i'm sober enough sober sober enough. sober enough <sighs> like i can't fuck this up i have to make sure that the sound is okay right now and, and now then I, now i can't even see straight so it doesn't even matter then two and a half hours later of talking to matt vincent and you're just oh, like you God. can't even register that you're inside of a structure i'm proud that of must, myself that must have been a good one dude there's three of them yeah three three eight plus hour episodes so matt is a friend of ours he um are you familiar with the highland games at all yeah. So he's world champion Highland Games 2014, 2016, I think. Right. And uh, he owns a clothing company called Hate Brand Goods. And, uh, oh, nice. You got your Fat Owl shirt on. I'm wearing um, Fat Owl shirt. Matt and his business owner have been on our show. And, and Matt now is keto, so he doesn't drink quite as much. But when he first started, him and I would get just fucking tore up and talk for three hours like Matt could talk to wet paper towel if you let him right he's just and it would be riveting yes he's super interesting he has a story for everything he's just he's a sweetheart of a human being um yeah they're good ones if you if you like listening to people just talk we did the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre with him nice yeah so that's um yeah he's he's a good guy we were, I talked to him briefly earlier today so why do you guys decide to do it on Sunday nights? Is it just easier for you guys to do it that way? Um, it was easier because of the two-hour time difference. Because so Corey would get home from work at like 6 o'clock. So it's then 8 for me. All right. So depending on who it is and how long it's going to be, and it's like I'd go to bed early because I'm 95 years old at heart. <laughs> um. So it was, yeah, it was just, just to keep it a little earlier for me, it was easier to do it at seven. And, but like next week, our episode is with someone from uh, the UK. So we're doing it at like two in the afternoon. All right. But we've done it on Monday nights and, you know, we've done episodes at nine or we've done them on Friday. We've done them on Saturday afternoon. And that's why when we first started talking, I'm like, dude, we're totally open, but this is just kind of what we've been shooting for. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Also, it's usually Matt has gone out and done band practice or something on Saturday nights. And so Sunday evenings is about when Matt has sobered up enough to be able to handle things again. And get drunk again. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's like two hours and 20 minutes for me just to get to band practice one way. Oh, wow. So if we practice on a Saturday, like, that's that's my day. Right. So, yeah, I know. I'm dumb. We're not no. even that good. Awesome. 
Yeah, we're not even a good band. Yeah, my bass player does that two-hour drive when we practice. Oh, see, and luckily, like, our bass player lives in Appleton, which is my major city. So a lot of times we can just take turns driving. Sure. And I at least have someone to talk to, and uh, it's not the worst. But we had uh, the, one of the neighbors. So we practiced at our singers in, in Burlington in, like, a suburb. And Burlington's, like, a rich city. Yeah. And... um she came over and knocked on the door while we were practicing and we were like, well, that sucks. Claimed we were knocking the pictures off her walls. And she's like a fucking, she's behind him and one house over. And And you were off the wall. No, there's a picture behind me that hangs on the wall behind my drum set. I'm like, that thing's still there. How are we knocking yours off? And it was like, we were writing. So it wasn't even like we were, running through all of our songs we were playing for like 30 seconds at a crack and then we'd stop right so i'm like ah that shit just drives me nuts and i'm like you know it stressed him out which sucks and it's all just part of the fun and games of playing in a band yes fun and games yeah so fun we don't yeah we don't have the luxury of like i don't know where you guys practice but like we don't really have like practice spaces like you like are available in, in minneapolis sure which sucks but Got to do it in somebody's basement. Yeah, I mean they they exist, but the frequency in which we practice, like to pay a hundred, two hundred, three hundred bucks a month to never be there. Yeah, it don't make much sense, does it? No. Yesterday was our first practice since August. Wow. Well, we played three shows since then. <laughs> so the but, shows were practice. Pretty much. Pretty much, but like being, you know, I don't want to sit and talk about band stuff, but it was like being perfectionist. It's like you start to realize that your shows start to lack because you never play together. So, plus we booked studio time in February of 2017. We haven't recorded yet. (laughs) So we need to finish writing to, uh, you know, do that. Yep, I'm I'm in the same situation right now too. We we've, we've been working on tunes and tunes and tunes and nothing has been recorded or you know like we have some stuff that's ready to go but yeah. not enough stuff. You guys have been a band for like 13 years though, right? Uh yeah, something like that. No. No, uh 2012. Uh, oh, for some reason and and I knew that 13 years was an exaggeration, but for some reason I thought you guys have been a band for quite a while, but I mean 6 yeah. years is a long time, don't get me wrong. Longer than that. And like, you, how many records do you have out? Just one. Just the one. Full length? One full length, yeah. 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 Well, it's good stuff. It's fun. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing you guys. And I'm a pretty judgy human being, which I hate to admit. Like, being into what I'm into and being judged all the time for what I'm into, the fact that I'm so judgy is really shitty of me, but I'll, I'll be the first <laughs> to admit it that that's exactly what I am. Oh, I hear you. Corey, you still having uh, having issues over there or what? Yeah. I'm, it's just that it burns thing, when man. he pees. It, it doesn't burn so much as it feels like glass shards. Oof. Oh. That's good. That sounds painful as hell. I mean, I've, had, I've had um, some serious issues with my computer for uh, six months, and podcasting has been a total nightmare. Mm hmm up and down and i use this uh sam broadcasters software and it's not the best solid thing and the machine i'm working is not the f- most solid thing and yeah i've just been having non-stop trouble so i i feel your pain 
Corey doesn't even know. I haven't been actually releasing these episodes. I just tell him I record them. Right. <laughs> nothing ever. No, unlike you, I actually pay attention if the episode comes out. I pay attention too now, you motherfucker. Because I'm now. sick of getting messages where it's like the, the episode's not out. Like, God damn it, Corey. I'm going to jizz in your Cheerios. They're going to become okay. Jizzios. They're they're small enough for you. So. Excuse me, Cumios? I'm not. I didn't say I was going to fuck them. I'm just going to jizz on them. <laughs> You're not gonna say it out loud, but frost- everybody knows it's gonna happen. I'm a frost your flakes boy. <laughs> Have you seen the frosted flakes with um, Lucky Charm marshmallows in them? Yeah, they're disgusting. They're fucking disgusting. Have you Have you had them? Yeah. Or are you just disgusting? T- oh, Corey, we haven't talked about fast food in a while. Nope. Greg, you like food, right? I do. I'm fat. Just I, I didn't. I, you're not fat. You're a man of hefty carriage. That's right. Two very different things. Uh, I got I got to bring up the description. So I had I had some burgers this weekend. Yeah, uh, I went to Kuma's Corner in Chicago, which if you're ever there, highly recommended. Um, something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Their burger of the month every November. It's called it's oh so okay okay. I'm getting very excited to talk about these burgers. Um, all of their burgers are named after like metal bands. Okay. Okay. So I gotta get a fucking description. Um. Every November, they have the Sleep Burger. It is a turkey patty with tempura fried sage and onion stuffing, cranberry sauce, turkey gravy, fried sage on a pretzel bun. Motherfuck. So uh, my buddy and I split that, and I got to find it. The other one was a special for the Days of the Dead convention. Called, it was the Hellraiser Burger. But it was like an eight-ounce burger patty, uh, pumpkin chili. They made... Hellraiser chains out of like cranberries or something. <sighs> Where are you? Where are you? So, how's everyone's night? I just finally had a burger with a pretzel bun yesterday for the first time. Pretzel buns are the greatest thing ever. I just want to throw that out there. Um, it's a 10 ounce burger patty, smoked gouda cheese, pumpkin chili, cherry chipotle sauce. Topped with Frank's cranberry chains, and then there's uh, frizzled rosemary and Pinhead's pins, and the pins are just they put fucking toothpicks on the top of the bun. Nice, dude, it's so goddamn good. And a big side salad. I had a very large side salad. Just like a tossed salad. I had, I had, yes, I had Kuma's tossed salad. What was all in that? The tossed salad. There was some onions and carrots, tomatoes, and a mystery sauce. That's oh, yeah, the burger I had had pub cheese on it. Oh god damn it! I love pub cheese. Pub cheese. I don't. I've never had pub cheese. Get your life together if you've never had pub cheese. Am I not a fat guy? Does that does that take <laughs> am I am I too thin if I've never had pub cheese? <laughs> Just a question, man. I mean, if I'm I'm really missing out. I mean, I'm a fat guy, but if I'm missing out on the pub cheese, your hefty carriage. Is um, it is it like a uh, squeezed cheese? Is it is it what kind of cheese? Explain it to me. So in in pubs and stuff, uh, we went to a German place to get it one time. I had a friend who I worked with out in California who had been in Michigan uh, when he was in the military. And he was looking for pub cheese, so he had me bring him some back. But it's basically, it's like a cheese that's been 
sort of whipped up and you dip pretzels in it. And it's usually got uh, a lot of them have horseradish in them, but normally they're mixing with some sort of beer uh, to give them a little bit of a, a stout taste. And then, yeah, it's, it's for usually just have them at the pub uh, when you're filling up on snacks to try to keep your drink on. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Cheese spread for pretzels. Is that is it is it the spready type or is it like you know uh, like nacho cheese cheese? It's spready. Spready, gotcha. It looks delicious. It is not bad. I really want some cheese now. I I will get a, a thing of pub cheese and and some uh, wheat thins and just have a day. Yeah, I think I might have to find some pub cheese. It probably won't be that hard to find. Although your cheese curds out in Minnesota are the fucking weak. They are weak. We we our cheese game is is low in standards. I I always thought it couldn't be that bad, and then I got cheese curds there one time, and the lady's like, "Hey, just uh, like run them under hot water," and I did it. I'm like, "This is fucking terrible. What's wrong with you people?" Right. No wonder Brad and Daniel make me bring them cheese every time I come to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really love pub cheese. I had a cheese curd burger. Uh, I think out here uh, it was okay. It, there's a, a sandwich. I, I think I probably talked on the show about this before. There's a sandwich place called Ike's. It's big out in California. And the sandwich that I always get from there is called the deep throat. And it's uh, ham, bacon, extra dirty sauce and mozzarella sticks. And it's just fucking amazing. I, came uh, I think it's got American cheese on it too. But yeah. Love uh, Linda Lovelace or onion rings or something. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, there's another one. I think the Mario has mozzarella sticks on it, and it's got more like a, a pizza sauce or something on it. But the, the it's just it's like fucking mozzarella sticks on a sandwich. Great. So I find a, a place out here that had uh, fried cheese curds on a burger. I'm like, oh, that'll be really good. They just they don't have the same kind of texture and flavor, so it doesn't hold up as well. So I go to places sometimes, and I, if I can get mozzarella sticks as my side for the burger, I'll just throw a couple on top of it from that, and uh, then take five or six years off my life in a meal. What uh, what is what are you guys' favorite fast food? What 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 would you is your go to? Taco Bell. Is that where that one ends? Just the the brand, not the brand and item. I mean, you could go for an item. What is your what's your what's your jam at the Taco Bell? Well, and, and that's like I really like the Doritos Locos tacos. Yeah, um, but like I, I love gimmicky food, which I think is why I like Kuma so much. Like um, Burger King had the Nightmare King. Yep, and I fucking hunted one of those sons of bitches down. What'd you think? I thought it was really fucking good. But could have been better. I like crispy chicken. I like bacon. I like meat. I like raw onions on a green bun. Like, what's where could that go wrong? Right, right. Uh, did you try any of the? They they just did a black cherry uh, icy for for Halloween at at or at Burger King. I did not. Uh, I try and steer clear of the sugary drinks uh, I, on account of trying to be less of a gross human being. Unless it's milkshake flavored beer, that's I, I beers where I get my carbs from, so I try not to have the black cherry Fantas from Burger King. Right. So I had that black cherry uh, frozen drink at, at 
at uh, Burger King. And you and shit I, green? Dude, for like three weeks. No <laughs> lie, dude. No lie. Like, you know, regular ices or, you know, a couple days. This was two weeks straight. <laughs> Just like, fucking green <laughs> shit. <laughs> Baby shit green, <laughs> diaper baby green. Ugh. Man, it was unbelievable. You got stuff coming out of you. You're like Stephen King and Creep Show. Well, you, you, <laughs> meteor shit. <laughs> 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 yes, that was uh, that was a, an experience there. The black cherry fantasy. Was it at least good though? It was good. It was real good. But the the size of it was you know this big. It was the size of my hand really and that's it so not really all that huge yeah but the the lasting effects of the green baby shit was awesome i mean it was i i almost wanted to do it the like after i got done doing it to to keep it going but i didn't yeah you know i just want to keep that party going yeah yeah for sure (sighs) there's nothing wrong with that um are we done with the movie? For the most part, I think. Okay. I yeah. Could. What we get into the after the stuff in the radio station, it is about a half hour of Dennis Hopper just screaming and cutting at fucking anything that isn't moving. Mm-hmm. What song? Okay, here's the question for you. What song was he singing when he came in? Because Chop Top was singing one song. Or one of them was singing one song, and then they stop and they look, and they were listening, and all of a sudden there was, they were singing some weird song. Hopper was singing some weird song. Uh, just fuck. You can hear that, right? Corey's just his mic is losing his goddamn mind. Yeah, that's crazy. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. like, are you in Minneapolis proper? No, uh, well, or St. No. Paul, I guess I should say. I'm north. I'm north of of Minneapolis. Okay, Maple Grove. So I'm out there. Oh, okay, there. okay. Yeah, I know where Maple Grove is. Yeah, and that's like one thing I I never really. <clears throat> like Brad's out in Coon Rapids and I'm like, oh, half an hour to downtown. That's not that bad. And then I moved out here and I'm like, oh man, 20 minutes to anything is sucks. And I'm like, it's really not though. It's not that bad. And like, it's just all relative. Yeah. Right. Right. Not a big deal. Um, where were we before Corey, this computer melted? Um, let me see here. Oh, I was asking about the song. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hopper was singing in in uh, in the catacombs there, because it was like he he was just singing a tune and then they busted in. And one of my favorite parts about that when he when he comes in with the with the chainsaw is when he hits the the uncle in the ass with the fucking chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like puts his hand back there and he pulls his hand out and he looks at his thumb and he's like, yeah, it's really bad. Uh, here are my hemorrhoids. And then that's when he starts looking for those uh, the Johnny go fuck yourself or whatever the hell those things were, the grenades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I can't. I can find the what like. There's videos of him singing on YouTube, but it doesn't tell me what song it is. Sure. And I don't want to start playing things because I'm already gonna get in trouble for playing corn cobs or whatever. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, it's because the loop. When we were talking about the loop back, I had the loop turned down. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but it still records. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. I I have nothing else to say about this movie. I don't know if you do. <laughs> it's not like a. That's not like a a bad thing. Um, I'm just just out of ideas. So that's right. No, sorry, Corey fucking popped back in, really threw me for a, a curveball there. Um, so the next step here is we, we would write the movie on a zero to five scale, um, just the entire movie. You can give an explanation, but we kind of just did that for an hour and a half, so it's really up to you. I would say about a three. Three? Yeah. Pretty generous. I gave it a one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, yeah but... What kind of scale you usually have, but I would say a three. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's it's all relative, you know? sure. Like, um, let's see here. I gave Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses a four. Right, those are movies that I really love. Yeah. So it, it's all really relative to what you're like and what you're into. And um, I'm trying to see. We we used to do it on some. I tried making like a a three stage dick joke. <laughs> so like we keep a Google spreadsheet of every score we've ever given every movie. Ever. Sure. Um. So there's just a, a point at which there's a bunch of numbers mashed together. Well, you've done 130, 40, 43, 43, 143. So all you have a do you review every single movie? Or I mean, yeah, we try to. And you have a tally sheet of the score you give each one. Mm-hmm. What's the first one? Evil speak. What's the last one is this one? This one. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Last week we did uh, Lost Boys with Deborah Voorhees, who was in uh, Friday the 13th 5. Nice. She was Tina in Friday the 13th 5. Nice. How'd you hook, how'd you hook that up? Uh, oddly enough, so through doing this, we met um, Mel, who does the uh, Horror Geek podcast and webpage. Sure. And then she's also friends with Tori, who does uh, Twisted Tori on Facebook, and they were friends with her. And she just, like, one day I was sitting at work, and and Deborah Voorhees friended me on Facebook, and I was like, what the fuck? So she's currently doing an Indiegogo for a movie called 13 Fanboy, which is about um, a fan who goes back and tries to kill a bunch of people in the Friday the 13th movies, like an amalgamation of people in the Friday the the 13th movies. so Corey had shared her Indiegogo, and she's like, "Hey, I want to come on your show." And That's I bad. fucking scheduled it. Yeah, she was one of the nicest people I've ever met. Very cool. Yeah. So, so it was the same kind of thing for for her as well. You just basically asked her, "Hey, what movie do you want to?" Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we always do. And it's like, hey, as the guest, like you tell me what you want to watch because if you pick something, you're going to want to talk about it more than if I'm like, "This is what we're watching." Sure. So that's why you know. Um, we did. We finally did The Shining with Kyle, Scope Quest. Oh, right on. And he was like, oh, "I'm really surprised you still have it." And it's like, well, we understood that we couldn't do a lot of movies, a lot of the really classic ones, knowing that at some point someone's going to want to watch them. Right. So that's why it took 141 episodes to do The Shining. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's cool. Let's do some obscure ones too. You know what I mean? Like people like. Shit that- yeah, like Brad making us do Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> that movie was pretty bad. Yeah. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But um, some for reference here, it was better than 
Manos in the Hands of Fate. Um, there's one or two other ones. Dave Nelson, who's the head of our... Oh, Manos in the Hands of Fate. Um, Dave Nelson's the head of the Galactic Network, which is our, our network. He always brings like really fucking garbage movies. Right. Uh, I'm trying to find... Oh, Grave of the Vampire. It was voted like the worst movie of all time. That was the other one. We gave that uh, zeros. <laughs> <laughs> Dave gave it a two and a one. That was when we were doing the three, the three stage masturbatorial scale. The FAP scale, I called it. FAP scale. Yeah, because, you know, jerk off sounds. Yep. Um, yeah, Christmas Horror Story. That's the one where we got the uh, copyright infringement claw uh, claim on our video. That was a good huh. movie, though. Corey, did you make it back? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hey, holy shit, you're back. It's not making oh, alien oh. sounds in my ears. That was insane. That yeah, was that took a reboot. Very intense um, in my inebriated state to be a man of action. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, Corey, tune in next time, kids. As Matt puts in an actual fucking effort. Oh, <laughs> I just got your message. Uh, I'm gonna make you tell me this though. What your score is? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> so Corey messaged me and it says my score. If it was based on the movie itself, it'd be a two. If it was basically strictly on Chop Top, it would be a four. So I'm splitting the difference at a three. Yeah, three. I gave it a three as well. I gave nice. it a one and a half. Uh, yeah, you 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 chopped it up right away. You just said it, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't good. It's 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 pretty bad movie, but it's entertaining. Entertaining. And I'm not changing my number now because I've already put it down. That's okay. It, I got you. It means nothing. <laughs> At the end of the day, it means nothing. Yep. Um. Now, Figured. since I can't trust Corey's internet to actually work, I guess I'll have to do the outro like a commoner. I'm going to try really hard not to burp or throw up. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. You can leave us a message on the website. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which we use none of them actually, at Podcast of Terror. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Leave us some feedback while you're there. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash pot review too if you uh, don't want to use your podcatcher to review us. All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. Finally, you can get the entire network on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Uh, if you want to support us without actually giving us money but giving us money, go to amazon.podcasthair.com. Shop like you normally would. We get a percentage of what you spend at Amazon. It costs you nothing. It's really nice. They're pretty nice like that. Greg, thank you very much. It was thank you for having me. So much fucking fun. Now, this is where you have to tell everyone where to find everything you do ever. Everything I do, easy. Just go to ritualmanispodcast.com, and then uh, you can connect with everything that I do ever on there. My embroidery stuff, my photography stuff. Uh, come visit me at Lee's Liquor Lounge. I come go down there and uh, have a good time and book some shows. Uh, hit me up. Uh, ritual man is podcast at gmail and um if you got a band or have friends that are in bands and you want to submit some stuff to me send it on over we'll uh play some stuff on the on the interwebs i guess i'll submit it like a commoner yep there you go no, like i like how you're just like yeah do that no 
no, I appreciate you having me on. I, I, I do. It's uh, it's cool to um, to meet other podcasters, people that do this do this medium. Um, it's fantastic. I, I really enjoy it. So I wish you guys a ton of luck Thank doing you. your show. And uh, 134, you said 43. 43. I got no. I'm just I'm dyslexic. No, it's cool. We'll we'll definitely have you back. So it's not like you're. It's not a one and done situation. Um, so start to think about the next movie that you want to do. Okay. Um, this next time I'll drink with you. I'll drink with you, and then it will be just ridiculous. Don't. Yeah, I mean, don't feel obligated. I know that it's like this is an excuse. Like I won't drink now until next weekend, which I know is a feat for me. But uh, um, yeah, don't. This is just like uh, gonna do a podcast. Everyone expects me to be an asshole, so I get, might as well get drunk and do it at the same time. But you're more than welcome to join. Nice to meet you, Corey. Nice to meet you too, man. Corey, what do you want to hawk this week? Uh, man, new microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a USB microphone? It is a USB mic. I, I'm pretty sure that it's not related to the mic so much as to the fact that I got the headphones uh, plugged into the mic for sound because it's the sound that keeps going out for me. So it's probably some driver issue or something that's fucked up. If I switch to new headphones um, that plug in directly to the computer uh, from across the fucking room, maybe that's part of it. Uh, I'll, I'll try to figure this out for next time. Yeah, right. whatever. I mean... I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> you always tell me how to live my life. No, I don't. Oh, no, that's me telling you. <laughs> right. You're the one that's like, we really need to talk about your drinking. And I'm like, we really need to talk about you being an asshole. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks a lot, man. I really do appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so you're really not going to try and push anything this week, Corey? Just that you want a new microphone? That, that I hmm. uh, no. If people use our Amazon, then they can. Uh, we can buy Corey a new pod, a new podcast microphone. Holy shit! Yeah, help him out. Shit's getting a little. Amazon like, link that shit up. Every to bookmark it as your own. Every time you use it, you'll get some stuff back. Fuck right? yeah! I've gotten like fourteen dildos through that. I have nice. not purchased Corey any dildos. It's true. That's. Really selfish of you, by the way. He needs to come over and use my dildos because they're our dildos. Together? We'll at least send him a flashlight. We're going to go ash to ass. Ash to ass. Can we do- I'm, I'm a little spooked by the flashlight by the fact of uh, that story that Kevin Smith told about how he didn't clean his for a long time. Oh, don't and worry. what happens to your sperm when it just hangs out in a canister for too long and it turns black and shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would clean mine if I owned one. If I owned one, I would admit it, and you know I would admit it. If I had one, I would clean it. I have a friend that went through seven of them. Jesus. Yeah, he's a freak. Damn. I don't just think about that. You know, durable, well, it, whatever they're made out of. Was it? Was it? He went through seven of them because he wore them out, or was it he went through seven because he wanted like seven brides for one brother kind of thing? <laughs> Honestly, he says he wore them out, but you never know. I mean. Yeah. He might be wearing them all the time. I don't know. They may have talked back and he just beat them. Or he's that guy who needs a fleshlight because he keeps chewing women's labias off and they're like not willing to go out with them anymore. So that could be it too. They should make a movie about that. I I, I honestly know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy uh, where that happened. And it's not my story to tell. It's just unfortunate. I'm sitting in a room with this dude and I'm like, for an hour, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, 
something's up, something's up. And I'm like, oh, you're the guy who bit out that girl's clit. Yeah. Jeez. Damn. You yep. need new friends. Well, this was a long time. This is before I left Michigan. Oh, yeah, it's a long time ago. Um, That's scary. Yeah, it's fucked up. So you're really not going to try and push anything this week, Corey? Uh. No, I, I I did mention the Hello Dysfunction podcast mm-hmm. last week, and uh, my friend Crystal has graciously agreed to come on the show. I don't know if she's emailed Matt yet, so we're still working out that. No, I told you to take care of it. Uh, well, no, I, I she did. She hasn't emailed I, either of us. She hasn't emailed. Yeah, right. yeah but it's and your job. The scheduling has to go through you. We can't have two people doing that. You know, you're drunk enough as it is. You don't even know what movies we've already reviewed. <laughs> One time, copy, pa- copying and pasting missed a movie, and that's the fucking. He picked the but sequel. But you didn't recall it. You were like, uh, okay, 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 okay. Um, hold on. Since Greg also podcasts, Greg, do you remember what you did on April tenth of this year? April tenth of this year. Yeah, I could look at calendar. Oh, you mean just, just, just like, in general? Without that's looking, that's not how it works, you asshole. It's like. Oh, we're going to do The Omen next week. The fucking movie we just did a couple of months ago? On April 10th? It was a right. two. Yeah, but I'm not saying, do you remember when we did The Omen? Do you remember talking for a couple of fucking hours <laughs> about The Omen It was 53 minutes. Show? We only talked for 53 minutes because I keep track of that, too. You, you keep track of it. You fucking, your 12-stick program is a fucking Gene Kelly dance-off, all right? <laughs> you don't keep track of shit. So what happened is when when guests come on, if they ask for a list of the movies, I take our list and I only copy the movies and then paste it into a different sheet. And I missed the omen, sent it to someone, and that's the movie that he picked. And then it took Corey to tell me that we had already done it for me to go back and check the first list. So now we're just doing the omen two next week. Right. Which is actually a really good segue. Next week, Saul Wordsworth uh, of the UK, who's the creator of... Oh fuck! I I I I knew this when I wasn't drinking. I keep track of that too. (laughs) Fuck! It's a podcast. Uh, he used to be uh, Britain's premier, um, premier, premier uh, Nazi hunter. Alan Stubbs, crime book, true crime book podcast. So it's a satirical comedy. It's pretty good. But uh, Saul's the creator of that. Apparently is a super huge Twitter following, so like maybe six people will listen to this. Maybe, maybe that's good. Yeah, that's what take, take off, man. It'll take off. Moving on up. Yeah, Alan Stubb's True Crime oh. Book podcast is pretty good, but he has a book called uh, Alan Stubb Nazi Hunter, a comic novel. But yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, the Omen two because I forgot we talked about the Omen in in April of this year. And Corey got pissed at me like it's a big fucking surprise that I forgot what I did six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Try being married to me, man. Right? It's not, it's not much better. Anyways, no, I think you are the single argument against gay marriage. For me, it's like I'm a catch. <coughs> You're a catcher, and catch. that's fine. You know, I, I I want you to be happy with who you are, because God knows no one else is going to be. Uh, I think my wife's pretty happy with me today. She won't be when I walk out of this room and can't stand up straight, but that's her problem. Yeah, from that, that time an hour ago when she wanted to tell you about what was going on, you're like, fuck you, I'm still recording. Bitch, I'm still internet famous. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, my bladder is becoming full again. 
That's yeah, usually that's usually how I know it's time to end is when I got to piss. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. Greg, Matt. thank you again. Thank you. Well, uh, we got to do this again soon. Absolutely. Ish. Wait to have you down here and do it. Do it. Wait up there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Never mind. What? <laughs> Can't wait to have you on the podcast. It'll be great. I will bring condoms and beer. Nice. There you go. Uh, which, which correct, correct response is there's no condoms you just come directly in my belly nice make butthole babies nice <laughs> i was just trying to figure out how many weird things i could say where you just continue to say nice nice yeah cheese bread nice, nice. calzones gross what <laughs> how is cheese bread okay and calzones the, the, the set of things get weird I don't know. You're just filling, filling it all up. I don't know. With you talking about coming on your belly, you probably thought it was some sort of sex act. <laughs> the old Michigan calzone. You just jizz on a man's belly. Just lay out under the sauce and then fold it over. No, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like when I told Travis about the omelet. I don't remember you telling Travis about the omelet. When we were in San Francisco, we all went out to dinner. I do remember that. I don't remember what you told him. It was basically you ejaculate into your partner's ear and then you fold it over. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I wanted to say it for so I could get a nice myself. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. right. I'm going to end this now. But uh, that's the new for the episode of Podcast Tear. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.